So your gastrointestinal tract connects your stomach to your brain. So if your stomach and your brain both have thoughts and ideas and feelings, then they're going to sometimes feel the same thing. Yeah. So if you're not, like they say, man, movement is medicine. You need to eat, drink, and leave, live clean. Right. If you're doing that, you ain't going to feel no type of way where you don't, where you don't want to be here. Because mm -hmm. the ideas that you're going to have are how to impact this world better. When you see bad things happening around you, it's going to make you want to do something to change it. Right. Because right. I, I tell the people all the time, right, man, I'm so blessed. I'm going to need two of me to enjoy it all. Yeah. I love life so much. I hate right. death. Right. Like, yeah. you know, I like, like, I like the, it here. People be talking about I hate it here. I like it here. I love it here. I love it here. I love it here. Man to man podcast. We'll talk like God. Man to man. Man to man. Man to man. Peace, family. Welcome to the Man to Man Show, where we talk like guys. I'm your host, Steve Jones. Of course, you know we got Mr. 19 Keys in the building. But today, we doing something different for y'all. You know, we don't mm. ever want y'all mm. to feel like y'all got it down, packed, y'all know what to expect. It's gonna be something new every time you see us on the screen. Yeah, but man. I wanna let my bro, Pop Dorvey, introduce himself and tell y'all who he is. But this is a good brother right here. Hey, I'm gonna learn surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, surprise, it's I'm here crown, today. Man. I yeah. feel like neither one of y'all got no crowns yeah. on, though, man. We got it. We, we got them in the background. We got to induct y'all into the crown association, man. Yeah, I'm in, yeah. man. I've been in since I mean, 2000 and something. But we got one that match. Yeah, we, yeah. Got, we got a gift for you. You can take them yeah. on with you. You know what I'm saying? Grinding me on camera, man. The black, gold, and green. Bring him that black, gold. Golden green right there with the, with that one because that, that's like similar to his hat style already. Yeah, that one hard. Yeah. That hard. Steve? Steve get that Steve get that black and red or something, or that red and white. Give him that red and white. Just throw off the whole. Mm. Just change it yeah. up. Change it all up. Yeah. Right. You know. Ooh, I ain't gonna lie, that crown be. Matter of fact, <laughs> I ain't gonna. Yo. You know what else? Matter of fact, all the viewers that's watching, y'all need to go and get y'all crowns too. When y'all watch the show, put your crown on. It's the whole thing. Y'all being synced. It's you know? the whole thing about intentionally support. So for my introduction, that's what I should say, because I, I, I'm intentionally supportive of those that I know and those that are the same color as me. And Shit, this part of the show. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I, this is what I'm telling them. <laughs> I, I, I'm intentionally supportive. I don't really care what nobody got going on. I'm a part of it. And yeah. everybody should be a part of what I got going on. I feel like that's if I fact. can't call you and say, hey, I'm doing this, well, I don't need your number. Man, that's you know a super fact. Class, you yeah. know, every time we come to Houston, you know, of course we pull up on Pop Dog, mm -hmm. you know. And you, you want to tell the people, you know, what, what you do real quick, you know. Man, it's hard to kind of describe myself, bro, because I do so much. Uh, I wear so many hats, pun intended. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I build technology so that our culture can gather themselves and understand where we belong, how we belong. A lot of people are like activists, so I don't want to say activists. Right. A lot of people are activists where they do different things in the neighborhoods, and I got that going on too, but the sole purpose is so that we can understand that we have an actual place that we can travel to. You know, they yeah. say, like Keith say, life ain't about the destination, it's about the journey, but the journey that we should be taking as a culture should be working together, using technology to elevate ourselves, and yeah. using the people that have a rank, a position, and money to uh, you know, man, the, what about all the people out. that's a, a lot of people afraid of technology, man? That's mm -hmm. one thing I learned through every iteration, like whether we talking about social media, mm -hmm. the internet, you know, uh, crypto, NFTs, blockchain, Web three, now artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. As like our generation embraces it, because we say like, yeah. 
you know, you can come up with all the conspiracy theories you want to in the world, but it's like these are tools that we can utilize for our freedom, for opportunity. So ain't no way we're going to operate with it when it, in fear in any kind of way because we see an opportunity to use it in a way where in the hood, you know, you can talk about a world conspiracy and all that, but I know cats that died and they would have had a better opportunity if they utilized technology. Yeah, I, yeah. But look, see, we just at a certain gesture of technology because in the 1960s the microwave was the new technology right. the doorbell was coming out the all of these things that we that that we think is just essential and that we need today right. that's normal it was brand new technology at the time mm. and people was looking at that like man i don't right. know microwave in my house you should, you know i mean they probably shouldn't have <laughs> microwave in the house but at the time, it was crazy. The right. TV, the the, the, the ATM the, the machine. Phone. You remember how the, how the kaleidoscope? The it was a time yeah. when people thought the kaleidoscope would make people lose their mind. Yeah. They said people were just gonna be staring in that all day all long, day long. Yeah, like yeah, a kaleidoscope. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. But we, I mean, if you grow up with the TV, you you essentially embrace all technology yeah. because the TV is like the that was probably the most dangerous thing because the TV is programming literally, and somebody else controls what's on that. At least the internet, even though it's a wild, wild west, you can control what you want to see on that. Yeah. Right? You can curate it. The TV, you know, we grew up with probably five channels. Whatever's on that channel is what we entertaining yeah, ourselves with. They ain't had cable. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now we got a world where we can entertain ourselves with so many different things. That's why people don't be outside no more. But if people are scared of something, it's, it, they looking at the future and saying what would happen. So I, I look at the future in two ways that I feel like it's going to happen. Regardless, you got to look at one where everything is going to be completely tech, like close to what China is. And yeah. then you got to look at one where technology fail, even if it's just for a year. And we got to figure out how to operate like that. Yeah. Like Book right. of Eli. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's no matter what, both of them can be the future. So it's got to be a healthy balance. But but the right now, we still got to tap into the technology, and whether you, you got like crazy. it or not. If you don't, you well, yeah, because I, I feel like the technology for the, like, you know, the, the, anything that the devil can use for power, he will use for power. Like, that's just a given. No matter what it is, he going to use it for power, right? But what about the gods? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think we fear how everybody else uses something and never think about how we go use it. I think it's a lack of us having a plan makes us fear somebody else's plan. If you sit in the house and you lazy... Right, and you start hearing about all these things that's going on. You're like, damn, man, these niggas be working. I know what's gonna happen when they get this. They gonna keep working with it. Mm -hmm. But if you busy and you building, then you'll be like, man, give me that. I got something that I can do with that. I got plans and trajectories for my own future and life. So I think that even when we complain about you know conspiracy activities, it's more so a lack of our own conspiracies. Mm -hmm. Like we supposed to conspire for our own future. Right. So we shouldn't just have a conspiracy theory. Where what about the the ops ain't got no conspiracy theories on us. Mm -hmm. They know we ain't doing nothing. <laughs> but, that, but that's why I think it's important for, you know, brothers, black men like you two, who, who get on these type of platforms and speak about the technology, you know what I'm saying, making more people comfortable. But I want to ask you something, because I know that you work with um, kids a lot. What's something that you try to, you know, using the technology that you, what, what's something that you try to incorporate about technology with your task for the kids? With the kids? Yeah. I mean, you know, we teaching kids how to code right now. So yeah. teaching kids how to code because age? they want to be ready third, fourth, and fifth grade. Yeah. I want them to be ready for the future because, like, no matter what you what people believe in, God, Allah, the universe, no matter what language you want to use, if you look at the internet, it's going to be able to help you in the future if you work for it or if you make it work for you. So, like, we sitting up right now, the content is paying. Eyeballs and ears is paying. Right. If you, the streets used to be jumping. 
Right now, the streets is dead. Ain't nobody making money in the streets for mm. real. The, the people nah. that's popping when you go to the club is going to be the Instagram influencers, the people that's posting a lot, and the people that's active on socials. Whether yeah. they YouTubers, Instagrammers, or TikTokers, or whatever. What you say? YouTubers, they make more money yeah, than, they, than, they, than they the rappers. Yeah, they bigger than dope boys. Cause, cause even when, Ain't no kids trying to be dope boys no more. They want to be YouTubers. Because nah. not even because they your wisdom <laughs> on that, but even, even it's like... Cats sell drugs all the time. So cats know selling drugs easy. Like we were talking about that the other day. We watching uh BMF and it was like, damn, imagine you grow up in a time where it's hard for you to get money. Only you do get a job. If you ain't got a degree, right? And you feel like that's gonna give you opportunity, but then that can only give you opportunity in a racist system. It's only taking right? you for, So yeah. when you see cats out there selling dope. And they, man, they got they money. Got the like, on. Man, they got they like, look, they look like YouTubers. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they, yeah, all drug dealers used yeah. to look like YouTubers. It's, it's gonna be hard to not yeah. want to be in BMF. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I gotta do what? This operation, man. You know what? I'm man, cause yeah. this gonna pay yeah. me twelve dollars an hour. I don't got no less than that. Really? No, we talking about like six dollars an hour back then. Well, this yeah. is paying me. You know, I can get a hundred dollars an hour. So, a cat looking at that opportunity, like that's what I want. But at a certain point in time, it's like that expired. It's like they had the Silk Road with cats was, you know, that's why like when we look at like black drug dealing, it's like low level, mm-hmm. right, yeah. uh, 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 operations. Mm-hmm. You had white boys setting up internet VPNs to where they were selling drugs do- on the internet. Delivering dope. Right. Delivering yeah. where a person was utilizing god dang cryptocurrency buying it. So it's like you got somebody taking a risk in their hood versus somebody that utilized the technology which started off as a military back channel. And they said, well, I'm going to embrace it. Instead of taking these kind of risks, yeah. I'm going to do it on the internet. Figure out how to yeah. use and they made way more money than the cats that was in the streets. Yeah. So even when we do criminal things, we're not doing it at the high level is the point today. So it's like whatever you do, right? Now, you know, of course, I want people to do more responsible, valuable things. But whatever you do, do it at the highest level. Do it at maximum efficiency. Right. If you go take risks, why are you taking risks for a small, like, you know, it was in the streets, it was small time operations. You get caught up on charges like that, that could still, you know, change the trajectory of your life and ruin it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you never even know what the opportunities would have been if you didn't get caught up in that situation for something that wasn't never worth it in the first place. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm gonna get caught up at least, man, that was a million dollar chance. That would have changed my life. I got away with it. This, even if you got away with it, you still wouldn't have changed your life. Yeah, hey, we all from the same generation, like 1990. Uh, when we was growing up, it was you get a job, you sell dope, or you be an athlete. Right. That's yeah. not the option no more. At all, you can get, get on YouTube. You can. I got a partner that plays Madden all day long, and he making thousands a month. Man, I'm starting my Twitch. I'm starting yeah, my Twitch channel. I be playing yeah. God of War. Yeah. You understand me? I'm doing that, and they got the. What one. you like about God of War? What makes you attracted to that game? That, the, well, well, first, first off, what is God of War? Right. God, God of War is a, is, a, is a game on PlayStation. The game raw. It started a long time ago, but number one, the gameplay is probably the best gameplay ever. It's like a GTA type of game where you got a character. Yeah, you got a character. Yeah. You, he on this one, he got his son. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So his son with him the whole time. He kind of like growing his son up, taking him through yeah. lessons. But he a, he, a, he a war god, and he don't really don't want his son to be like that. But his son found out that he a god too, because at first he didn't tell him. And now his son like, no, nah, pops, we gotta go to war. We gods. Hmm. So it's an interesting dynamic. But who the, knew Keys played the game, and this is the type of game he played? That's <laughs> man, Keys played all type saying, of man. But but look though, the way that the game is though, it's it's a game where you know how usually you see like the commercial for the game. 
But that's not how the actual gameplay is. The commercial is exactly how the gameplay. Like the whole through and through. It's like you playing a cartoon like or a movie in real time, but the graphics never switch up. It's the best graphics in the game, best gameplay I've ever had. So you know, I love that for that reason. So you you say that's the best game that you ever played, but we I remember we used to play 007 on on yeah, the 1064, that's yeah. the greatest game ever. Yeah, that's <laughs> Call of Duty just, right now. For yeah. that era, that yeah. was fire. Yeah, for sure. But now, <laughs> if I had God of War back then, I would never looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but now that you the remind me about that question, we got our little boys doing YouTube and with all their football workouts, and they finna start doing Twitch with their gaming. And that's yeah. groups of kids, yeah. so that they can learn how to make money together as a group, yeah. as that, an organization that, 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 from digital assets. Yes, yeah, digital real estate, right? Yeah, that's some, yeah, it's different in the world now. It's yeah. a whole new world. As long as somebody's showing them the way and leading them in the right direction, they'll be able to build on everything that they get by the time they're 13. If they six now, it's going to be crazy. And see, just think about like hobbies, right? Like, I feel like we, we don't have enough like hobbies and different things that we can do that represent like, you know, us living life, right? Like, we got, we got the club, you know what I'm saying, the lounge, right? Like, those are like, Things where a person say, if you're not do parties, if you're not doing those, people be like, yo, what you do for fun? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's like that question is 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 it, it's ignorant in a sense yeah. where it's like, what do you mean for fun? Like, I, I travel, I live, yeah. I could do this, I could do this. It's a million different yeah. things, but people we don't really even talk know what how they to do. live. People yeah. don't even know what they do. Yeah. You somebody what they do, they're going to probably tell you what they do for their job. That's what I'm saying. You know, the art I, of living is lost. Yeah. What do you do outside of your job? I would rather I, I would rather you be spending time building up a Twitch channel, playing mm-hmm. a game, rather than thinking you cool because you're going to the club. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. one can actually like I don't know, you know, depending on what you want to the club, maybe you go, you know, you make a connection, you may network, right? It depends on what you do. So in anything that you do, if you're doing it for leverage, I ain't mad. I don't mm-hmm. care what you're doing, right? But in the sense that I don't know, 99% of the people that go to the club, they're not making no valuable connections yeah, there. About- they're not getting no return on investment, time, nothing, like, at all. So I would rather you be playing Twitch than be at the club, because at least you can get a return on your investment playing the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the club expensive nowadays, man. Yeah, your outfit going to cost you more than you uh, <laughs> The outfit, first outfit. you, hold on, let me break this down, right? You got the outfit, right? And you know, some people slaves to brand, so you know, I'm, I'm going to just say your outfit was $5,000. <laughs> even, even if you, you get it, son. Even if you go to 2000 I'm talking about the VIP. Then you, you got the VIP, the VIP booth. Yeah. Then you got to pay to um, park the car. That's 100 Then you got to pay to get in. They was charging $100 last night. And if, and if you got money and you're in different places, you might have to get you security. You know what I'm saying? Might have to get a driver. Because, yeah. you know, things are different. Like, yeah. And this is actually, I suggest people that go out to the club, get security. And get, get a driver. Because you might be like drinking. Just so that just you're to moving be safe. and yeah. operating. Right. Like, the way you see celebrities operate because they rich and they got mm-hmm. money and they want to protect themselves is the way any and everybody yeah, that man. believe in themselves in that manner should protect themselves. I mean, if you got a family to feed, then you need to be making yeah. yourself a, a high-value right. asset. You right. should not be... Having yourself available to be a victim of any kind of crime. Nothing. I'm not even going to make that easy for nobody. Especially if you want to wear jewelry, you want to go out. Like, it's a way you got to operate. I don't think you should ever stay to the club till the closes. You know what I'm saying? You need to leave before everybody else. Somebody watching you and clocking, you need to leave before they get the opportunity to make their move. Tips for people that uh, go to the club. If you leave the club before it closes, you're going to catch people breaking in cars. (laughs) <laughs> so make sure you get out there so your car ain't broken. <laughs> that's what they Speaking do. Speaking of that, man, I, I just went back to visit family in St. Louis. 
And I was out there a couple of weeks. And the day before I was leaving, somebody stole my sister car from the club. Man. Yeah, it, man, I went to two concerts. We found it though. I, I lost. <laughs> I lost. I like guns. I collect guns. Yeah. I lost three guns. One time I was at a, a Lucci concert. Somebody broke in my car with two guns in the car. Another time I was at a Jeezy concert. Somebody broke in the car. And these is like. Yeah. This ain't at the hood. These is real concerts. I done paid forty dollars to park. Yeah. Come on, bro. I come outside, all I hear is uh, car loans. I'm like, damn, I already know I'm got. I already know I'm got. Yeah. Nah, that's that's that that just thinking about security and ethics, period, man. I yeah. think that enough like men especially, right? Especially during the time we're in recession times, you understand? You gonna have your fun, all of that, but security and moving militant is an element that has to be involved. You understand yeah. me? If you think about going out, doing anything, you understand me? Like, you know, just the way we communicate to each other, letting everybody know how you go move, right? So that everybody is, you know, clued in so that everybody can cover their bases. Women yeah. going to the club, I don't suggest no women stay to the club as well, right, till it closes or nothing of that nature. Yeah. Two, three, four in the morning. That's the most dangerous hours, right? So you got to remember that, when stuff happened and people are like, oh, so-and-so unprotected. No, you put yourself in danger, yeah. right? Specifically knowing this, right? Yeah. So you can't blame a black man, a white man, or no man because once you go in that, you're in no man's land. Anything can happen to you. Yeah. That's the way I look at the club. Yeah. And then, oh, on, not to cut you off, but I, I need people to quit acting like security is a bad thing too. You know, especially you rap the rappers, man, when they move around. It's okay to have security. Only the cats that want to rob you make it look, yeah. <laughs> make you think it's a bad thing to have security. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you can go you, get you your, own, your own, they got level licenses where you hey. can, like I got my gun license, you can go get your level one security trained. If you get up to level three, you can go walk around with an AR-15 in your hand and can't nobody ball. You can just have your homeboys do that if y'all got money. Yeah, you just have your homeboy go get level three security while we go to the club. They all the security. They can have their outfit on. They can have their jewelry on. If it go down, they know how to watch their surroundings. And, right. You know See. what I'm saying? They marksmen. See, where we move together, you know, we move. We travel yeah. a lot, so we got to move militant, man. You know, our number one rule is being sober. Cause I see, I see a lot of entourages out here, man. Everybody be high, off lean. They yeah, might no, even smoke weed. That's something that I just can't do when I'm when I'm with keys, man. I know a million people running up. They want to take pictures. You're not gonna catch me on the picture high, or drunk, or none of that. Yeah, and yeah. I want to pay attention to our surroundings, cause I'm gonna make sure that my brother is protected. Yeah, you gotta read the room. You know, oh, yeah. all yeah. the time. You gotta read sure. the room, like Scoot oh, said earlier. All right, so since this a man to man podcast, outside of finding constructive things to do with their time, like instead of going to the club, what's other things that men should do? That a train? Yeah. Hey, that's oh. my number, listen, that's yeah. my number one thing. As you can see, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get brought right now, no right training. Here. Like this is, this is super serious. So, you know, we grew up, we grew up in a black Muslim household, grew up FOI training, right? So FOI training, you know, we worked out every Monday, We'd, we'd get our workout in as we go in. First, we have like a men's meeting. They talk about business, spirituality. But before all that, we'd do workout, we'd do drilling, right? And that's for hours, right? This every single Monday when I was, since I was a child. Uh, same thing with Saturday. So we'd do, uh, we'd do below the chin, but then we'd be boxing, right? Whether you just came off the street or whether you was new. So that training gave you that confidence in the world. You understand me? And, and just scientifically, like especially after you hit your 30s, you start to decrease in muscle. Right, you start to lose that muscle mass. So you don't want to be one of them OGs that's skinny as hell by the time they that damn 50, 60, mm -hmm. 70, right? Can't throw a punch for nothing. No, the more you work out, you maintain it. 
But as a man, the number one thing that I say you should be doing, of course, is training and you should be learning, right? Yeah, because a man is his mind, so it's intellectual. So I can't consider you like, if, if I'm a man and I'm on that type of time, I'm outgrowing you. I'm outdeveloping you as a man, right? Like manhood is a process of development, so there's tiers of men. So we know that there's certain men that we see like, okay, I, I get where you reach. You reach that development of manhood. That's cool, but you stopped at that. You got stuck there. Something derailed you. Maybe you went to the trauma. Next level. Yeah, so you got to continue to train to go to that next level. How you deal with other men, how you deal with women, how you deal with the world, how you deal with yourself, yeah. right? Your ability to create a business. Like, there's so many different things. A man that now I can protect my family, I'm trained up. Like, man, qualify yourself to be a real man out here in yeah, these streets. Yeah, that's the esoteric science. You know, they used to go to school for 40 years to make sure men was in the right type of shape. Yeah. They knew what they could eat. They knew how to hunt. They knew how to fish. They knew how to do everything that they needed to do to be able to take care of their family. Right. I see one, what's one, your what's more important. I don't say train, don't say I, I, I got one. I already know what I wanna say. For every man I think should be like top two. Even even over the training. I say this. You gotta tap into your spirituality, brother. You know, real talk. All right. So when you say spirituality, people go a whole lot of different ways. Yeah. You gotta and, bust and that's it down that's why I said spirituality because I ain't wanna say a specific religion. So for me, like I I I if it's something that I need from this religion that helped me get to the top of that mountain on my journey, yeah, I'm going to tap into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whether it's Buddhism, from, from, from the Christians, I listen to gospel music. Like, if you check my playlist on my phone, it's only got gospel music downloaded. And I just use that just to, you know, so what get me your, started. So, what but was your path like? What my path was like? Spirituality. Woo. Was it oh, it books? took me was a while. Was it books or was it just studying different religions? It was, it, was, it was reading books. And having having talks like this, and actually applying it though. Once I, I it, it took me years before I really started applying it and actually being like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta tap into that higher self. You know what I'm saying? That higher power and follow the rules in this book because shit, that's that's how the universe is. And that came from a what, what type of upbringing? Um, I, 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 I tell people all the time, I, I used to go to church, but I went to church because my parents made me yeah, go to church, yeah, yeah. so I wasn't really in tune. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as I got older, started running the streets, and I got way, way too far too away far from, gone, from yeah. the spirituality to the point where it was times where I was just heartless out here, you know? No, you know, and that's why I, I want to tell men to make sure you do that so you don't become heartless, yeah. you know? You got to have a reverence for, you know what I'm saying, the things, you know, the things in life, period, you know. Kings, what your, what your trip was like, your spirituality trip growing up in a Muslim household, born oh, he, he always been like that. <laughs> but, but it's different because a lot of Muslims are not just open to even understand, nah, I can't say people ain't open to understand other people's cultures, but yeah. the way that they describe it, we yeah, relate that, to everybody. So yeah. he purposely has to speak in a way to relate to multiple people that's just not of his, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So what, what, I guess it'll have to be an age where you'll be like, all right, at this age, I realize everybody don't speak the same language as me. Man, I think I think one of the most, I think it's actually one of the, the most dangerous things that happened where I seen somebody that I know that taught me a lot about being a Muslim in Islam, and I seen them do the most hypocritical thing. Like, okay, they, they, okay. They, they, they fell all the way off, and it like, you know, I think that was a moment for me that I just had to make a decision you understand me? Did I well? I let their experiences right be connected to how I perceived Islam moving forward, or how I perceived being a Muslim. And shit, at that moment, I didn't let it. I was just like, "That's them." 
what I'm saying? Like, I was completely disappointed and completely let down, but I think that, that it actually gave me, like, the greatest moment of reinforcement. Like, no, nah, it was never about them in the first place. Like, I believe this because not of them, because I really believe that this is the truth. And so I never connected, like, Islam or being a Muslim to another man or another woman or in their deeds, right? I feel like this is perfect, but man, not perfect. And trying to follow something that's perfect, we go all fall off and falter. You yeah. feel me? So, like, when I fall off or if I find myself in the wrong direction, it was never Islam I blame. So I think that helped me to constantly mm. get back on the right path. Like, nah, it's that, you know, that back in my head, like, yo, if I would have been a better Muslim, I would have did better in that situation. And that comes with, like, dealing with people. Like, talking to Nation of Islam, like... You know, learning the proper handling of people, learning how to vet people, learning how to understand situations, learning how to treat a woman, learning how to treat other men, right? Learning how to deal with the devil in the world, learning how to deal with the devil within yourself. Like, there's really like a protocol to just about everything, but it really matters like, is you really following your training and your ding? Mm -hmm. You feel me? So like, growing up in St. Louis and Oakland, yeah, I didn't see massive hypocrites on the highest level. I'm talking about people that really like was in control of like, you know, spiritual orders. They they get to the pulpit and they saying one thing and right behind they they might goddamn be sniffing coke and knocking down white women or something, right? And it's like, do I say okay this religion is bad because of them? And I just learned to never like tailor my experiences based on individuals. Right. That's I was gonna ask like that my next question because how do people go in the world and say you know a lot of times I feel like we're not responsible for our own thoughts either the right. books gonna bring it to us our upbringing gonna bring it to us uh, our environment is what really shapes us. So if I see somebody doing something in my environment, how can I say, all right, I don't need to go on that journey. I need to stay on mine, but yeah. I have to be able to still develop myself. And I like to take, I like to eat the meat, spit the bone. Actually, I did. Like we were talking about dope dealers and shit earlier. I did a lot of time in and out of jail, right? And there was one thing that I always did every day. And I observed every man that was in the pod. And I realized, like, to become a man, the type of man that I wanted to be when I got out here, I knew I didn't want to be like that group over there. I knew I didn't, ah, I might learn something from them. It was certain things that I seen in this guy, like, ah, that's the guy I need to talk to and chop it up with. He knows something, you know. It was always about building. And I was always, I just had to, I, I, I knew I had to stay away from niggas who was on bullshit, you know, who... Who ain't have no mind, you know, or no guidance, or no goals, no dream, no ambition. Yeah, no, it was mediocre. You know, I had to stay away from all of that, you know. But that jail taught me that, you know. It taught me. It, it kind of taught me how to be a man. We we we, we learned a uh, saying, you know, about settling on the best part. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. everybody, you know, it's 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 within anything. Like if you starving and there's a piece of bread with some mold on it, what you gonna do? You go eat around that mold. You mm. know what I'm saying? That's the best part. And I feel like, you know, that's how it is with everybody. It's a part of them that you may not want to touch. You may that may not be good for you. But then it's one aspect of them, that's what you settle on. That's what you focus on. And I got that from, you know, perceiving my, my older brother, perceiving different people. Like he'd give me some good advice and then some some advice I feel like I shouldn't follow. You understand me? And then certain things I see him walk certain ways. And so I literally would look yeah. for those little diversities in character and be like, yo, in this situation, I really like how bro move. In that mm -hmm. situation, I don't fuck with it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But what some people, they get caught up in is when one person give them something good, now they want to follow the whole thing. Yeah. You understand yeah. me? It's like, no, just settle on the best part. But that mm. discernment, that's the, the key that everybody don't have, you know? 
Because when, like I said, it's like a, a rapper or anybody, it's like, just because that person makes a song that you can listen to, it has nothing to do with whether you should follow their lead in anything else. So when mm -hmm. they tell you they got rich selling dope, I, I ain't gonna try to get rich selling dope. <laughs> right, I'm not like you don't become my my yeah, my, yeah. my thought leader. You don't become my uh, role model at that point. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, like you had a good song, but that don't mean I should hear your Let me thoughts. Yeah, ask you some. Y'all see how? I Do you that? think I, I, wise me and ask great questions? So I just stopped. I, I just like questions. I, 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 I like that. I like that. That was a good one right there. Let me ask you a question, right? Is it is it better? Let's say it was a situation happened, right, with one of your close friends, and you know it was some ill will done on their behalf towards you. Do you just disassociate yourself with them, or would you go for revenge? I ain't never going for revenge. I don't want revenge because I ain't not to. I don't want to impact nobody else. I just want what I do to myself to always make me better. Mm. I had little situations like that where it might not even be something serious. Mm -hmm. It'd be like somebody did something and I ain't like. So once I see flow, I just recognize. You know, they say when somebody show you who you are, believe them. I'll be like, oh, dang, you be doing that. I really loved you like family. I didn't know I, you, I even had to watch you like that. Right. But now I know. You know what I'm saying? I'm, right. I, I, that's my problem. I probably let people in too too easy. Because right. once I meet them, I'm going to be like, all right, we good. Yeah. Then I'm going to kind of judge you based on your actions from right. now on. And that's going to treat me how, tell me how to treat somebody. Yeah. So I just treat people based on how they treat me. So it ain't never, I don't. I ain't never. Well, so hold on, let me hold on, let me ask you this: Do you ever feel like revenge is necessary in any situation? Man, J Dog got a song say, "I ain't got to bust his head; he's still gonna come up dead." No matter what, man, the universe works for me. <laughs> Whatever I, I don't, if I don't like something, if somebody do something that I feel like is wrong, yeah. I promise you they gonna get their karmic yeah, retribution. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. like the I don't like the word revenge because it's a negative connotation. Yeah. So I feel like that's where you know when you say I'm getting revenge, you automatically saying like I'm evoking to go yeah. do something that yeah. I'm not supposed to do. But in the terms of like sometimes like it's a lesson, sometimes it's defense, right? right? Sometimes it's like yo, if you don't do that. You setting that person on the worst path. It's sometimes it become your response. It's like a child, right? It's disciplining the person sometimes. Yeah. It ain't even revenge. You know what I'm saying? Or sometimes shit, it's defense. They offended me. Now I'm playing defense, but I play it by offense. You understand me? Like it's an eye for an eye type game. So I don't think an eye for an eye is defense. I mean revenge. Somebody hits you and you hit them back. That's not revenge. You understand me? That's protection. Yeah. Right, right. Now I ain't letting nobody touch me. But <laughs> I'm just saying. You feel me? If, all right, yeah. I feel like if somebody get into my universe, it was for a reason because yeah. we was on the same path, we was doing the same type of thing, we was at the same type of place. So I don't gotta do nothing to try to get you back because in the future you gonna bump into me again, and as long as I don't get knocked off my path, right. I'm gonna still be in a good position. And I ain't you yeah. gonna have to need me for something. Because 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 I, I do believe yeah. you know I believe heavenly in God, and I believe that saying God that protect me, you feel me, will destroy my enemies. Nah, that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? If I gotta mm -hmm. listen, God, you, you see what bro did. Yeah. You know, you know what we gotta do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what gotta happen. Yeah, yeah. Talk, talk yeah. Full force. See, Full that's, force. That's why I asked that question, right? Because you know, with a lot of crime that go on in the streets, it all be about revenge. It all be about revenge. I don't think they know how, you know, the universe really works in your favor when you just set your intentions on nothing but the good be like man look i ain't gonna worry about that i'm gonna put all this energy in something that's gonna elevate me mentally spiritually physically i by the time you see what i, I got going on over here 
it'd be too late. You know? I don't even know if I've grown to a certain point yet because that boy Wallow got something. He was like, you got to forgive people. So I'm, when I say I ain't worried about revenge, I just ain't worried about doing nothing to him. But I might right. not forgive him. Yeah, forgiveness is the yeah, hardest huh? part because yeah. that's the part that sticks to you. Yeah. Like forgiveness don't stick to another yeah. person. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. because it's like if somebody make you angry, you angry at that person. They don't feel your anger, only you do. Yeah. Right? So you can like if you hate somebody, you projecting that hate towards them, but yeah. they don't feel that hate. You feel the hate. Yeah. So it's like whatever you feel about another person, you stirring that up within yourself. You can be disgusted by another person. They don't feel yeah. that. You just stirred up disgust within yourself. So to, 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 to be able to forgive them is to make sure that you don't stir up them same feelings and within yourself that you think you projected onto yeah. another person. But really, you just existing yeah. within that. I got, that, a, that I, got a rule. I got a rule for that. When I be talking to people, if they start bringing up people or say they knew, know a situation and they start talking down to somebody, I don't talk about people that's not in the same room as me. Yeah, so um, I talk about people in like conversation, but I'm not gonna negative or down talk nobody right, right, right. that's not in the same room as me. And I also uh, don't think that people should, like I, I I see why people get killed though. Yeah. I do see why right. because people be playing with people. People play nah, with people's names. Yeah, people right. play with people's money. People be people playing. People play with people's yeah. reputation. People be playing. People man. Playing. Stop and playing like, so yeah, damn much. Different <laughs> people. People got different levels of maturity. Yeah. Everybody don't have the same level of emotional intelligence. It's like. Same thing, like I seen. Uh, you know, I got I got a, I got a it's scenario. Like a, a, a woman can slap one man, and he yeah. can be so mature he'd never put his hands on a woman, right? Like that's just how he operates. He on Zen mode when it comes to that. And it could be another man who have, may not have reached that level of emotional intelligence, yeah. but she provoked him to hit her. Now society gonna be like a man should never hit a woman. That can be true. That can be a baseline. But you should never create a situation for a man to hit you by intentionally provoking that man and thinking mm. that you can rely on the baseline that men should never hit women. No, you shouldn't do that. You should keep your hands to yourself. So I believe that same thing happens when people get killed for playing with people, disrespecting people, trying to rob people, steal from people, like do all kind of crazy so, different things. You provoke that situation to happen. Right. That I, person may have should not have acted like that, but you yeah, also shouldn't. Yeah, have I want to hear both of y'all opinions on yeah. something that happened recently in Houston. Since we're in Houston, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make this scenario. Oh real. yeah, we we in Houston, y'all. You know, we shout out to everybody in uh, Houston. A taco place just got robbed by a man. He came in, pulled this gun out, pulled it on everybody. Told them give them their phones, their money, jewelry, oh, yeah, whatever they that. had. As he was, as he, after the robbery, he was walking out the door, turned around, one of the patrons got up, shot him nine times, killed yeah, him. I seen that. Come to find out he had a fake gun and his mama went on the news and was like, you know, I just wish he was wrong for shooting him that many times because he definitely, it was definitely overkill. Yeah, he, yeah. But, man, I ain't gonna lie, somebody taking my phone, if I'm in the restaurant with my kids, I... I ain't no limit to what I might do. Right. Yeah. I, I don't even know. I might not feel like you should live. You know what I'm saying? I mean, in, in situations like that, once somebody, you know what I'm saying, draw a firearm in the vicinity, like, a lot of times the logic is going to leave out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You're not thinking about it. All, yeah. all, you, you all you trying to do is, fear, all you got to do is, all you, the main thing you trying to do is make sure you stay alive. What you would have done <laughs> in that situation? You, he got your phone. He got all your stuff. Now, you me, got your pistol on you. He I walking seen out that, the that video, right? So mm -hmm. in that situation, guess what I would have did? I would have gave him all that shit. I would have gave him all that. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't even put my... When, once he was leaving the building and all of that, I seen him leaving. I'm not finna up a gun and shoot him and kill him live with no phone and all that. No, I'm not finna do that. Mm -hmm. 
They, but if somebody like rob me a gun, they can have all this shit. You know, all this tangible shit. I, I, I can get it again. That sounds great. Real talk. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't I, know. I, it's, 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 I always look at things from a high level view, right? Like, it yeah. ain't even just me in that situation. But in that situation, it's hard to say what you will do because you don't know what type of day a person having. Yeah, you don't know what type too, of life a person living. You don't know, like, what that means to a person that just took that phone. They might not be able to afford another yeah. one. They Bitcoin, they might got all their Bitcoin on it like, and they don't know the code. It, it may be a, yeah. <laughs> they be, don't know they see phrase and they got that, a million dollars. But, 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 but the context. Let me finish mine, though, because that. Like, and this is why I say when you evoke a person, what happens to you is not on that other person. Now, the way you respond to things is on you, right? Because it is important, but this is the thing about life is that there's no one general rule to anything. You don't know who you just played with. Mm-hmm. You don't know, like, this person could have just, like, somebody could just, he, that could have happened to him two times in a row. And he could have just been fed up with Dialed it. Yeah, the next like, time it happened. Yeah, yeah I'm not doing yeah, that again, yeah. right? Like. And, and, and it, he could have, his mother could have been in there, his daughter could have been in there, and he like, no, nah, I'm and not the, about to let that go and slide. So, in those type of situations, when you do that, you putting your life at risk, and you putting you, and I don't know if it's a fake gun. That part don't even matter mm-hmm. in the situation, because yeah. when you point a gun at somebody, you could have accidentally slipped and shot them. You understand me? So you could have killed me in that situation. Mm-hmm. Now. You know, like that's why I'm saying, like you gotta. I don't know what my day would be. My heart right mm-hmm. now says so I don't want to kill no man over no trinkets. Yeah, not over. You not, understand not over me? No but that I can go at the same again. time, when you play with people, you understand yeah, me. Yeah. This is the type of things that happen. So yeah. I'm not. You know, I think overkill is always bad. Yeah. Cause that's like yeah. shooting somebody nine times unnecessarily for robbing you. You understand me? I don't think you should do that. But at the same time. You can't complain on how somebody responds to something that you did when you threatened their life. And some people yeah. are trained to be protected. So yeah. if you in there and you a, a gun, a licensed gun carrier, and nine times out of ten you trained in those situations yeah. where right. you shoot people and what you do to them. So but I think my thing with that is states, a, that's yeah. the only thing. Too. But especially in Texas, in you Texas you can get away with it. <laughs> you in certain shot. states, in Atlanta, you, in certain states you walk a man down, then you going to jail for life. In Texas, so you had to think about it. You pull just, a gun in the, Texas, you is getting shot. It's just the context of that situation. They in the restaurant. It's other families, and I don't want to turn this into a shootout with all these kids. That's why he took. I don't get that out the way, man. Because he getting caught. He on camera. <laughs> Regardless. You might not never get your stuff back, though. Why not? But that's also the more important thing is the gun All the money you got in the world, it was in your pocket. He took it. Yeah. What's the law? <laughs> what's the law in Texas, though, for when, you know, self-defense as far as, like, you walking after somebody and shooting? It, it depends on the situation. So, in that situation, he not going to get any type of charge because... He was pointing his gun, and even though he had his back turned, if it's a person in front of him, I can protect others if I'm in fear for my life or theirs. Okay. So I don't even got to be involved in the situation. If I see somebody robbing somebody, I can walk up and pop them in Texas. Yeah. And I'd be like, they was in fear mm. for their life. Yeah. I, ain't, I, don't, I was trying to save somebody. As long as you feel like you're trying to save somebody, and you can walk yes, free, yeah. call and, out. And that's man. why, but it, see, that's why, you know, this podcast is, is going to be everywhere because yeah. different people in different yeah. states. You got to think about that shit differently. Yeah. Because not only would you not, you can be wanting to get your stuff back and think yeah, you're some, in the right. Some place you can't shoot yeah, in the back. You shoot that man and yeah. you're in jail for life yeah, over a mistake that he yeah. made. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's why it's important for you to tap into the law. You got to yeah. learn them laws <laughs> straight yeah, up. For real. Yeah, two most yeah. important things shit. to know, man, is, is, you know, the law and finance. Yeah. Yeah. Law. So, two of the most things we ignorant on is the law and finance. What's we, the best way for a man to use the internet to make money? 
the best way. A person in the it don't gotta be a man, it can be man, woman, child. Mm. First, um OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> he said OnlyFans. I'm just playing. Nah, he ain't playing. Nah. I did just look at I did <laughs> just I was gonna fans, say TikTok shit. They, that's where they at right now. So they pay on TikTok, TikTok pay good. I don't have a TikTok. I got it, I, I gotta check on Facebook before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I get checked Facebook, Facebook, they pay. YouTube pay, but what yeah. I say is just look at the country the content creators and see what they doing to go viral and then just tweet it or add your own. I'll tell bit. you this, I don't have a TikTok, but somebody every day send me something on TikTok from one of my old videos that went viral. They be at a million views, two million mm. views. I'm like, I'm gonna just TikTok make a TikTok and post right. my own stuff. No, I would definitely say like the yeah. easiest thing, of course, is you know creating content yeah. because you know YouTube actually does pay. Now they mm -hmm. paying with the uh, YouTube reels that they got. Like you can get paid for them short clips, yeah. and so that's actually real money. Like we talked about Country Wayne. Country Wayne make a show where he make millions of dollars mm -hmm. off his iPhone. Right, so that's a no budget show, and it just requires creativity. So the opportunity is for everybody to literally become a celebrity yeah. or a superstar and get paid directly. That's what I like about the internet from you whoever you want the be. industry. So, but then, I mean, it's, I think everybody should have a book. You understand mm -hmm. me? Like you can go on your phone, you know, get get some notes transcribed, turn into a book, and start selling. And or you can do ghost pages. They got the pages mm -hmm. to where you ain't never had to have your face on there. Yeah. But you can have it narrated. You can pay somebody to put images on there, yeah. right? And you can do evergreen topics like how to do this, how to yeah, talk. They got you know this what thing called uh, PLR.me. Speak, speaking of books real quick, let me just throw this in there. I want to um, congratulate you two brothers. Hey. From another author. Yeah. Oh, there's three authors here, man. Everybody got a book out, man. Hey, speaking yeah, of books. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's the author table. Yeah, best-selling authors in here, man. I definitely would say a book is one. Because uh, yeah. I just took things that I've done in my life and turned it into a book. Yeah. I literally yeah. just was like, when I was turning 30, I was like, man, I lived an extravagant yeah. life to be 30. I'm, yeah. I'm looking, I'm asking people, hey, you ain't never been parasailed, you ain't never jet ski, you ain't yeah. never jumped out of plane. Yeah. And people like, man, I'm like, oh, y'all need to be living. Yeah. And you don't need to wait till you're old live. to start living. The, the smartest thing I ever did was write a book because that's a, a tangible item that you can sell for the rest of your life yeah. any time of the day. Man. Anywhere on the planet, and, and it's a conversation starter. Yeah, I'm gonna say some, something. I feel like it's flash, some flash shit because when I wholesale order my books, I pay four dollars and fifty cent, and I usually sell them for thirty dollars a pop, mm. twenty twenty five at the least. Mm. So every five dollars is turning to twenty dollars. Yeah, ain't yeah. no better way to make my money. And if you did an ebook, it's no yeah. overhead. Yeah, it's no overhead. And like, that's what I was about to say. It's a it's a website called plr.me. You can just type in anything. It'll teach you. It'll give you a book. Literally, private label rights. Private label rights to any you book can go you want. Forty-eight, do. forty-eight yeah. hours. Yeah. What is that? Forty-eight hour books. Forty-eight hour yeah. books. So it can have you a, a book done. It had that shit sent it to you in two days. All right. So the best way to make money online. Ain't nobody need to be robbing those stuff. Oh, I, I got, go a, I got another way. Um, the digital art, the AI art, using it, utilizing AI technology. You think that's easy? Yeah, hell yeah. Especially you can just plug in a picture and they turn yeah. into oh, seventeen I, other pictures. AI is yeah, going to yeah, be the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. AI yes. is going to be the best ways people utilize, you know, technology to make money because it's yeah. automating processes yeah. for you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that that Linza, that was somebody yeah. taking open AI, right? Because yeah. you say you're teaching the children code. I would mm -hmm. teach them coding, but I'll teach them AI. Right, because not only they really just have to be coders, they have to learn how to manage the code. What would take them, let's say one coder, you want them to create an app for you. Now, the coder knows how to go into the app, 
tell the AI to write the code for them and plug in. So it would take them hours and hours and hours and hours. Now they just managing the project because they know what to do. Right. So now they can get that done in a day and they just plug mm-hmm. and play. They can even take existing code that they writ and they can plug it into the AI mm-hmm. and ask them to see if there's any bugs or fixes. Mm-hmm. Right. So now it's about more so just being imaginative. Like you just like I would I would focus on like, what do you want to do first? Yeah. And then think about after that, how do I get it done? So that's the education. Mm-hmm. And then that lets you know whether you really want to get it done, because it's your laziness and your work ethic. Mm-hmm. That's going to say whether you go from step A to step B or not. Right then, you get to step B and say, "All right, what I need to do next?" If you don't know, I always say, "We'll learn what that next step is, then execute." So each step of the, of the process is just learn, execute, learn, execute, learn, execute. You feel me? And so you got to go through that formula of process and experimentation. But there's so many ways to make money. Whether you're talking about Airbnb or Toro yeah. or writing books or affiliate marketing, you understand me? Or doing copywriting for somebody or doing design on Fiverr, drop or doing voiceovers, drop shipping, mm-hmm. like. Man, it's a plethora. It's, it, it, it ain't got nothing to do with the ways of making money. It has everything to do with the willfulness of the person mm-hmm. and the procrastination of that person. The beautiful thing about, about it all is legal. They ain't not going to ever have nothing. <laughs> what about if somebody make excuses on a reason why they're depressed so they don't work? They, they don't, don't use the internet them. because they... I, do you believe in depression? Hell to yeah. an extent. I believe yeah. that the feeling I think that's of, an important conversation. It, no, it is. Yeah, the, I, feeling I and, and, and it is the feeling of depression is real, right? Mm-hmm. But the causes of depression, the actual, you know, a person diagnosing themselves as being actually mm-hmm. depressed, I think that varies in different people. I think depression is a spectrum, right? More than a fixed reality. And I believe that it is very real to treat yourself, right? Uh, to go through different remedies or different therapies, yeah. right? And to, to live life in a particular way to where you no longer have what was considered mm-hmm. to be depression, right? Yeah. But I think that, you know, some people just go with the diagnosis like, oh, I must mm-hmm. be depressed. Then they, they hear that, oh, well, this is not an easy fix. Then, oh, well, it must not mm-hmm. be they an just easy give fix. Up. Yeah. So therefore they get stuck there mm-hmm. rather than there are some people that are you know, have a different type of mind when no matter what goes on to them, it's not going to, it's not going to stick. I'm not going to, I hear what the science has said. I hear what all of that shit, but that's not about to stick to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how I, I feel like I'm, I'm almost, well, I done, my mom and my granny just died. I done been through probably yeah. the, I, I ate some hugs I'll never get to feel no more. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, if that can't, it, it's nothing else outside of me having my kids. It's nothing else that I can lose that's going to be hurt more than that. Right. So I'm like, man. I don't know if me talking to somebody, not to say that uh, therapy and stuff is not good, but I don't know if it would make me want to do more. I feel like you mm. should damn near want to do more because of the pe- because of what you lost or because of why you're depressed. So I think that's, mm. I don't understand depression when people say it make me not do anything. See, right. my, my thing is... 50 say depression is a luxury. And yeah, I agree I with that, that because yeah. if... If you can say I'm depressed and I just want, it's a lot of people that go to work every day and don't like their job. It's a lot of people that do shit they don't want to do every day, but they have to. Hmm. My thing with depression, right, when it comes to depression, right, I need people to know depression is real, right? But once you notice that emotion within mm-hmm. yourself, I need you to know that it's it can be overcame. There's so many things out here that you can tap into that help you overcome that depression. And that's the part that you got to focus on. 
I think most people just only focus on, you know, the problems. They don't want the solution, so what, of course, what, you know. I, I so heard, you got what is the solution to the person that you can do yourself? Uh, for me, I, I, it was a time in my life where I, I, I knew I was depressed, you know. Yeah. But what I started doing, like I said earlier, I started tapping into my spirit. I started reading different books, the Quran. I tap into this. Start having more positive conversations. I started hanging around people who had shit going on. I think that's the biggest something. part of it is you know, camaraderie. I kind of I, I worked my way out of depression. Yeah, yeah. you gotta find your soul tribe and people that. But act but like, that was something that you know I wanted to do because I knew I didn't want to feel like this. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, when it comes to depression, it's, it's a feeling, right? So that means that your thoughts are negative because you can only feel what you're thinking, right? So that means you're thinking negative, negative yeah. thoughts, which right. means you got to change the information there to think the positive yeah, shit yeah. so you can feel I that. think that camaraderie is important yeah. because if I go around people and they depressed, yeah. it's going to bring me to that level. And if I go around people and we laughing and playing and joking and yeah. having a, a time, yeah. we're going to have a time. We're going to yeah. forget that we depressed until tomorrow. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even open the door for the depression. Yeah, I would say for me, that. though, so I, you know, as a diagnosis on what people believe is real in that sense, but for me, depression not real. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, what I mean by that is that depression is not real in the sense that I believe in it, mm-hmm. right? Because when you, you don't believe in power. something, you do this give it power, you, yeah, it does become real, and all those things associated with it becomes real as well, right? And therefore, you can now, because, you know, placebos is real, right? Doctors yeah, give people yeah, placebos placebo all the people. time, and it fixes and it you, works. so we know that the mind yeah. is in the medicine, but the mm-hmm. mind can be in a disease as well. Mm-hmm. Right. You can believe that you're sick. There's a lot of people that go into the doctor's office for sicknesses and they like, you know, biologically, it's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. This is a mental thing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's what we call it. Mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. if there's not a physical damage that happened to you, then it can be dealt with. Right. Uh, uh, mentally. Right. Mm-hmm. So if it started from the mind then it can be fixed from the mind, yeah. I believe that. You have to deal with the spirit when you're dealing with depression, and most people deal with the mind, because the opposite of depression is joy, right? Like enjoy, and to be in joy, you have to literally be in this moment. Like I'm here in this moment, yeah. I can feel this. I'm present. I'm not stuck off something that happened to me before. It's not constantly looping. Like I'm literally right here, so I'm enjoying myself right now. Yeah. And so, with a person that says that they're depressed, they can't express themselves no more. They feel imbalanced. They're no longer right here. They're somewhere else. Yeah. Their mind is, is gapped. Yeah. Their hormonal balances are yeah. off. And there's so many different things that, and it's a wide spectrum of different people that go through different backgrounds, but it's like, you know, it's the way you eat. It's your, it's your uh, cycles of your environment, mm-hmm. right? Lack of sun, nature. It's your environment. It's, it's your out, thoughts. You know, All of those things, like, if this the lifestyle that created it, yeah, <laughs> you gotta change your whole like if you go get into something like depression, you gotta change your whole life in order to get off of yeah. it. Then, so the we, most extreme. I gotta ask you this because for you, you said that for you, depression not real, right? So what about the people that commit suicide that we never knew was depressed? They didn't look like it. They was just joyful. What you gotta say for them type of people, like? Well, I talked about They're that just, before. I seen that meme where they said that this is the look of depression, and they had the, the picture of the brother who currently, uh, it was like, you know, Robin Williams, yeah. uh, Heath Leisure, and some other different people, right? And they was all smiling. And I tell them, that's not the look of depression. You don't the look know of what depression, it looks like. No, the thing is that you don't get to see the look of depression. That's the look yeah. of happiness. Don't, conf- don't ever confuse that joy with depression, right? When they by themselves and they dealing with that shadow self, the world don't get to see them, 
That's the depression, yeah. right? And so when I, it's normalizing dealing with your shadow self, that part of yourself that's the true you that only you know about that you have to deal with. And it's the lack of being able to deal with your own demons, right? That lack of being able to deal with your own thoughts, right? That lack of being able to deal and heal through your own traumas that creates those sort of what we call depression, mm -hmm. right? Which is this entity that they say gets into a person, hovers over a person, becomes a person. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is that that's, have, smiling is not the look of depression. Mm -hmm. It's when nobody is there and they can't smile. That's the mm -hmm. depression that nobody gets to see. It's the mm -hmm. shadow side. So when you see that person is smiling, you got to look at what's behind it. That, that depression doesn't look happy. That depression looks emotionless. That's the face probably when they only get to experience some joy. Mm -hmm. They're around others. They smile for a second. Then they get back into their mind and they seep back into like the mm -hmm. sunken place. So for me, you know, it's real for a lot of people because that's what their mind is producing. It's creating yeah, it's that. It's pressure. Yeah. Yeah. If depression is pressure, then it means more pressure yeah. on yourself. And people are holding that weight up and sometimes they fall. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think nobody needs to be smoking. And it's, I think it's mind and body too. That. It's two things. So your body can be depressed and your mind can be depressed. Yeah. And it's dangerous when both it happens to both. Yeah. If it's happening to your body, it's hormonal. Your mind can be strong enough to get you out of it, right? Mm. If it's happening to your mind, you can do things. You can fix your gut health and get your body right and work out. Now it can get you out of that rut. You start feeling better, thinking better, dopamine, mm. all of this different stuff. Oh, yeah. But when it's happening to both, you have nothing to pull from. It's like, damn, man, we defeated over here. We ain't, yeah. I'm, look, I'm trying to get my mind to think about. I'm trying to get my body. And both yeah. of them like, nah, bro, none of that's going to work. And the, worst, yeah, and the worst thing to do in them type of situations is to self-medicate. Because that's what a lot of people do. I mean, when they that, depress, that's the you problem. Know? That's why. So your gastrointestinal tract connects your stomach to your brain. So if your stomach and your brain both have thoughts and ideas and feelings, then they're going to sometimes feel the same thing. Yeah. So if you're not, like they say, man, movement is medicine. You need to eat, drink, and leave, live clean. Right. If you're doing that, you ain't going to feel no type of way where you don't, don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. Because the ideas that you're going to have are how to impact this world better. When you see bad things happening around you, it's going to make you want to do something to change it. Right. Because right. I, I tell the people all the time, right, man, I'm so blessed. I'm going to need two of me to enjoy it all. Yeah. I love life so much. I hate right. death. Right. Like, yeah. you know, I like, like, I like it here. People be talking about I hate it here. I like it here. I love it here. I love it here. Yeah. Yeah. The, formula yeah. for, the formula for purpose is passion plus drive. Mm -hmm. Right. So like being able to identify what drives you and sometimes what you got to realize is that what drove you before is not the same thing that can drive you now. Right. There are seasons that the idea of getting paid a lot of money will be enough to give you drive mm -hmm. to go do something. Then you get money and money can no longer drive you. Right. So you have to figure out a different drive. And that's knowing yourself and so your passion, right? The things that you do passionately, the things you would do without money, right? The things you would do for free. Like if you ask, ask the average person, like, what would you do if money wasn't an issue? How would your life look? What would your schedule look like? What type of hobbies would you do? What would you travel? What would you just want to, what would your life look like then? And so if you can think about that, like when you create your vision and then reverse engineer from there, then you got it. Right, because now your goal is to live that life, but not to you just get to a point. That's live what I always tell people to do. Mm. I always ask people to imagine their life to tell me what they would life would look like if it was perfect. When you wake up in the morning, what scents do you smell? What type of bed are you yeah. in? What car do you get in? What type of shower are you taking? And then I ask them, 
how far away are you from that right now? And how much of it can you integrate into your life right now? Yeah. Most of the time, be stuff like, damn, I could put that scent in my house. I could take a cold shower. Right. Time. Yeah. I could, you're yeah, right. You I could live almost perfect yeah. if I wanted to. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, 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 it's progression. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus perfection. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's better to just make progress and live in that progress. That's the yeah. joy. Like, I don't have everything that I, I know that I'm going to produce in my reality. People right. are always asking me, what's next for you, Keys? People always hit you with the next. About what's now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are always trying to stress you out. Like, what's next? What about now? Yeah. Like, I, we know here what in I this do. moment living and doing. I'm not, I'm not, you trying to, and I think that that's the, one of those things is that when a person don't have nothing going on for themselves right now, they yeah. always asking you what's next. Well, the thing, the other day I was talking about how thoughts travel through our minds at a faster speed than lightning, That's faster a than a lightning bolt. So if those are the fastest things on the planet, at any moment in time, you can get an idea that pops into your mind. So sometimes they'll be talking to some to people, they just trying to get an idea. Yeah. And you might spark something yeah. that change the rest of their life. Yeah, you trying to, so, you, that, <laughs> but, that, but that's a consultation, yeah, yeah, not a yeah. conversation. He thinks you slick. You know what I'm saying? But you approach it, yeah. but you really want coaching. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, yeah. but if, if they I'm approach you it randomly, so, they going to just start the yeah. conversation. Or they just going to show love. Like today, yeah. they like, hey, yeah. you know, that's that. Yeah. I, ain't I, got, I, really, I really want to talk. I ain't gonna bother but I know you, but like you know what yeah. I mean. You know what I'm because I'm gonna just tell you, listen, people. I, I get the same questions from everybody, right? And I'm not challenging you to ask me some new question or anything of that nature, because people do that as well. But it's, it's the same question of like, bro, how did you get started? Why you name yourself 19 Keys? Like, you know, like what keep you going on this journey? Like, these are the most mundane, basic questions. What's next for you? Like, please, just just generally, just stop asking me that. Right. Because I've already said that I talk about it all the time and I don't mm. want to sit there. I'm not a monkey. I'm not going to sit there and entertain you and your questions so that you can spark up conversation. That's just not how me personally, I mm. operate. I'm a God. Right. And so when I got to do that, it doesn't create a memorable experience in connection with that, you know, meeting you because you get one impression. Right. And this is saying just another one. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm trying to teach you on how dealing with people in period. Yeah. Right. People don't like when you're forcing them to work for you in that moment because nobody wants to be rude. Like, bro, I don't feel like talking about that. But it's like now you got me. I'm in a public. Now I got to say this. But it's like, damn, now you didn't say yeah. the same thing a million other people said. And then next time I see you, bro, you remember me? No, you did the same unmemorable thing that yeah. everybody else has yeah. done. Right. If you go walk into a person, the best thing you can do is try to figure out how you can give value to that person. Yeah. Yeah. It, but even then, it, you got to uh, decide what's the value, because sometimes people just walk up and they just pitching. Yeah. So they feel like something is a good idea. But I don't think they realize how many people walk up and be like, hey, I got an idea that could change the world. But yeah. ideas, <laughs> that's the thing. Nobody cares about yeah, your ideas. Yeah. Nah, show me right? the, show me what, what you've you done. Yeah. You understand me? If, if you want, telling you me like, bro, yeah, you telling me, listen, results. man, this is what we built. This is my company. These are the, I got five people. You understand? We done built this out. We have this uh, event. Don't tell me that it might be in March or it might be in December, yeah. right? No, this, are, this yeah. is the exact date. Yeah. Can you connect me with your people? I know that your yeah. time is valuable right yeah. now. So if we can, I can get on your schedule to have this yeah. call. We have a budget. We have everything lined up. I think it's going to be perfect in connection with the things you got going on. Right, it could be that short I, and sweet. One thing I always tell the people, I keep it simple. You know me. When they ask us what we doing next, I'll be like, "Look, don't count the days. Make, make the, the day count. count." You hear me? That yep. means yeah. 
everything, all the energy you got in you today, make sure you using that energy to get to complete that goal. You remember today, because you don't know if you're gonna be here tomorrow anyway. And always you know, I gotta introduce I, yourself, man. Yeah. People don't be say your name loud and Say your name. People just what up, Keith. Bro, what's your name, man? Yeah. I feel like one of them OGs back yeah. in the day. Nah, you know and, and, and for the man, please shake, shake your hand. Yeah. With some, put some muscle in it or something. And, and, and wipe your palms first. Don't sweat <laughs> palms. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I got lost in that. That's why I don't like posting on Instagram because too many people start reaching out to me. I don't like 50 people texting me and calling me all day. Yeah, yeah and Every time I post... I'm getting 24 right. calls. It's only 24 hours in a day. I can't talk to everybody. That damn phone thing, man. People, yeah. people mm. take the the fact that they got your number too serious. Because here's the thing about the calls. It's a lot of times it's just the wrong time. Yeah. Most of the time, I it's like if a person give you their number, you know a person. It's never. I don't. I, I don't think it's personal for the most part. I don't know how everybody right. operates. For me, it's not personal. It's just timing. Yeah, I, I ain't right? mad at nobody. I just don't be wanting to talk. Right. I, don't, I ain't got the time. Like I might have <laughs> just talked to five people in yeah. real life, and now you want to yeah. call, and now I feel like I'm taking conferences and zooms yeah. all day. And it's like, no, nah, it, it, it feels too much. Like, yeah, you know I mean, yeah. I work for you. So in that sense, it's like, you know. You can always follow up, right? Now, if you follow up with a person five, ten times and they're not locking in with you, yeah. stop calling them, yeah. right? Because no matter how many times you hit them up, it's now going to start causing like spite towards you. Mm -hmm. But you might, you might stop calling them and see them in person, and it's all good. It's all right. Next time, y'all really building. Because sometimes you may need more connection for a person yeah. to feel like, oh, I need to talk to this person. Man, they the most, might not know. The, the most important thing when it comes to their phone and their contact list Make sure it's people that's calling you, that's helping you elevate or build on, you know what I'm saying, or y'all collaborating, building some shit. Because a lot of them conversations just be gossip, you know what I'm saying? I ain't doing no gossiping, None, and I ain't having no meetings about meetings. You know, and I had I, to learn that, because I remember when I first came home, I wanted to talk to all my cousins, the people I ain't seen yeah. and all that. And I remember bro, them was just, you know, like, Steve, bro. Quit picking up the phone or quit calling, man. Y'all ain't talking about nothing for real. Only tap into the people that's trying to get get lost. Deal. Your mind gonna and be I, I had to learn that, but yeah. once I started doing it, I realized, yeah. So even now when I see people from the past, I, I don't even like having conversations with people because I don't want to feel like I'm shitting on them when they see, like, you know what I'm saying, the successes in life. I don't want, if you ain't even on the frequency I'm on, we don't need to be having no conversation. I, I show hella love. Like, yeah. I, I'm going to show love, but... I, I think people yeah. take it too far. Like, yeah. if I'm talking I, I to you, they don't want to be in the mix. <laughs> don't 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 take up my time and not let me walk off and keep on telling you. Yeah. Come on, but because I, I don't want to be rude to people, that'd be yeah. my problem. I don't want to say get away from me. I ain't gonna do that. But, it's, it's crazy because yeah. sometimes I can like like I can just sit there, hundreds of people, and yeah. talk to them, and then other times it's just. Yeah, it depends nah, on the I'm not in that flow right yeah. now, right? And I don't want to force it, right? So now I feel weird, and now a person never takes yeah. into account like you as a human yeah. being. Yeah. They personalize every interaction, right? Like, like I'm still mad at Delroy Lindo from when I was a kid at the Black Expo, right? <laughs> I walked up to Delroy Lindo. It was right at the going to 60 Seconds, right? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm young. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to Dale get Dale Orlando is the actor that look like LeBron James. Yeah. Old LeBron James. I tried okay. to, I was going to get his autograph because I'm, I'm young. I just seen the movie. Movie was Fly, Nicholas yeah. Cage and them. This was, this was before uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The cars. So I walked up to bruh I, 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 and, and I yelled. <laughs> I said, hey. You know what I'm saying? My little young voice. He turned around in slow motion. I think he had like one of them shaft leather jackets on. Bald head gleaming. You understand me? Like the sunshine. He walked right over to me. He said, 
My name ain't A. It's Delroy Lindo. And he walked off on me. That's a bar, though. I like that. Yeah. He should have told you that. No, he shouldn't have. Man, I've been mad at him hey, ever since. No. If a little kid nah. be like, no. hey, don't say keys or that. Nah, you, he get your attention, you damn it gonna be mad if he got your attention. Like, I looked at, hey? No, if it's a kid. Oh, no, nah, man, no, no, man no, to man, man, now that he just told that yeah, child. Yeah. If it's a he child, does that. Right. Yeah. He For does child, that now. But you do that now. No, 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 a child. No, I mean, no, 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 a child. but that's what shaped you to do it. You know, Future say when he was like 11, it shaped you to You know, Future say when he was like 11, Scotty Pippen kind of dissed him. Uh, yeah. And he took it out on him when he got yeah, old. So you got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My homeboy, he don't like uh, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon for not signing his basketball. You got to be. No, see, <laughs> but that's what I mean, like. As a and the, and the part wasn't yeah, the fact that he mm. did that. He still he didn't give me the autograph. He yeah. didn't get the opportunity for redemption. You understand mm -hmm. me? Like he spent off on me after saying yeah. that. So like he had attitude. That was your lesson for life. You remember that though. But but the opportunity is like <laughs> if a child say A to me, I'm a, like you know I'm 19 keys, not A, and I'm still gonna sign the autograph because I don't want them to walk away with a negative. He ain't gonna perception. learn that lesson, right? Yeah. You know, so if, so if you Deroy Peoples and he get this video, just let him know. You understand me? When you're talking to people, right, especially like children, grown adults, treat them how they should be treated, right? But with children, sometimes you can kill their dream. Hey, Deroy. You know yeah. I think it's important. Hey, you lived a great life, man. You taught that man. So. <laughs> hey, he, is, no. he is better because of the moment no, no, that you no, no, gave no, no, him. But not really, though. I don't, I don't think I actually learned, like... A lesson that yeah, shaped me as a lesson. child at all. He, to be he, honest he with gave you something. You know? He I gave you something. It was a nugget in I there. Don't, I don't think I like. No, no. It, it's to be honest. I really don't really think I learned something besides yeah. don't say a. But as a yeah, child, but I'm a child though, so that was you know common yeah. speak. But I couldn't think of his name like at that moment, so he I was trying to get. To all the if I knew his name, never forgot it. I, yeah, no, that's you ain't bad. never forgot it. No, but look, if I knew his name, I would have just said Gilroy. Yeah. But I knew I just watched yeah. him in the movie. You know what I'm saying? So oh, like, man. I think it was disrespectful because if if it's a child that just watched you in the movie, they might not know your yeah, They your fan. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They gonna know you from the movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They so, might call you Superman right. instead of now, Clark Kent. If I was trying to yeah. be, if I would have been like, "What's up, my nigga?" Like, if I would have said yeah. something like that, then that would have been different. But I'm just trying to get brought attention. Speaking of speaking of that word disrespect, then. right? I just I heard he just said that was disrespectful. <laughs> hey, Deroy Lindo, people, I hope y'all get this. It's all love, bro. You wanna come on the podcast? You know what I mean? Tap in. We could talk about Black Expo days and stuff. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, you got, you I, I got, got a question for you. I got yeah. a question for y'all. When it comes oh, to, to the, the word acting. disrespect, oh, you yeah. gonna get into the okay, acting after this, right? Uh, I think everybody's an actor. Yeah, and I think they' supposed to be. Nobody gonna see the Matter of fact, show. I'm gonna get to that question after. Let's let's get into this acting, right? Yeah, yeah. So we already we, we was having a um a discussion or whatnot about we was trying to see who was the best. Oh y'all got black a thing, right? actress. <laughs> yeah, you were you went to that. I was on fake vibes. <laughs> yeah. Who who was the who who was who, which which black actress Angela has the Bassett. best role or the best actor? He I said Angela Bassett. Bassett. Angela Bassett hard. I'm trying to think. It was a lady. I though. said I said it was Taraji P Henson. And shout out to Taraji. Hey y'all seen Violet Davis play play uh who? uh dang I don't remember Michelle Obama. She was doing like all the. The things on her face, it was looking crazy. Mm -hmm. Cause she talked like this. She was crazy. Who played her? Viola Davis. Viola Davis is she's, a, she's yeah. good. Now she was in the top three though. She's definitely top three right now. Yeah. But yeah. but my thing was when we when I had went through Bro, the list of black actresses. Cry. That's it. Carrie Washington is a great actor. 
See, she ain't got enough, you know what I'm saying, groundbreaking roles, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I remember off the top of my so head. So, who you The saying? only thing with the sister At first, Carrie, I said I said it would be Taraji. But I'm going to give it to Angela Bass. Acting is the topic. She's a, first of all, she is an amazing actress. Yeah. Who? That's not what I was going to say. No, part of her actress is she just make this one particular face all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't notice it to the memes on social media. Yeah. That, and they kind of, like, ruined... The experience of watching Ooh. her act, uh, Carrie Washington. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of good. But she's an amazing movie. actress, like talented, like you know, she could. I feel like she can play many roles. And what we was talking about, like black women don't really get a lot of leading roles yeah. to play different type of roles. Like if you're talking white women, like Meryl Streep is like the top white woman actress of all time. Right, but she gets different type of roles that she get to play. That's why I like we Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett have had the opportunity to yeah. play many different roles, yeah. so you see the range. And yeah. that's why other women may be greater, possibly, but they haven't had the opportunity to get that range of roles to see in comparison. So and it's not many women that can compare right to now, her career. Yeah. And she's a top pay. Yeah, right you now. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. She could be in something right now. Because Black Panther, I'm not going to lie, the best scene in Black Panther was her walking in the courtroom in the beginning. And she was talking to the uh, the, the United Nations. That was the best yeah. scene in the whole movie for me. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. That was powerful. She told him what, what yeah. That was one of the most powerful scenes in any movie. The way who, who like, I ain't think, never seen that. Which which um black actress do y'all think is the most underrated? The most underrated? Yeah. I, I kinda don't know them all by name. I can't think of it like that because I it's women that I'm thinking of and I don't know their name and I don't want to just be like the girl from Woo Woo that did that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But, hold, on, hold on, fact check. So Viola Davis is the 19th paid, highest paid uh, female actress. She's, a first, she's the top black woman on the list um, at 15.5 million. For reference, Scarlett Johansson was at 56 million in 2022. What about uh, Angela Bassett? Angela Bassett. I don't even know if she's on this list. On, you know. I think she was the highest paid on TV at one point in time. Like she got, it was a whole thing to where she was like getting paid more than yeah. everybody, and everybody yeah. was like, she "Oh, when they it. was doing, uh, they were saying women deserve equal pay, and they were showing everybody's pay, and she yeah. was on TV. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah, she was, she was one the, of the highest paid, paid black woman on, on TV. TV. Yeah, she was getting north of four hundred fifty thousand dollars an episode on uh, Fox on a nine one one. So I'm saying, well, I ain't never even watched it. Never seen it, but she. Uh, shout out to Angela Bassett. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was getting papered like up. <laughs> I don't know, but what I was gonna say about acting is that I think people individually are all actors, and I don't think somebody should meet your true self the first time they see you. I think you're gonna put on a, not a, a costume because it's gonna be what you what you adorn yourself with, but and it's gonna be your voice, but it's not gonna be your 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 true. I always speak with my true intentions, but if I be like. If I don't like somebody's shoes, yeah. or if I, I ain't gonna say that, you know what I'm saying? I, I agree with you to the to the extent because throughout the day we play different roles. Man. Like right now, I'm a friend, I'm a brother, I might be an I'm a to coworker. Then later on in the day, I'm a I'm a, you know throughout the whole day I'm a mm-hmm. father. Mm-hmm. Then I gotta be a cousin. Then but I gotta tap into those different mm-hmm. roles. So of course I, I wouldn't say it's like. Fake acting. No, not, not this fake is, acting. This is, I'm just saying. Uh, it's the same. It's, you got to tap into those I ain't those even thinking areas. about it like the different personalities that I have because that's all still going to be you. I'm saying if you meet somebody or if you go, we ain't going on job inter- put the, interviews put no more though. On. But you know how people go on job interviews and they put their voice on. They really in actor mode. Yeah. People do that all throughout the day depending on what oh, they yeah. trying to get out of the situation. I, I think, you know, I think, I don't know, like, I don't think that's fake though. I think that's real. Because we got different sides of ourselves. 
Like, like a person may not realize, like we, I actually have intellectual conversations all day, right? So if you meet me, and I'm right, playing, yeah. I'm not just playing 19 yeah. keys. Like this is what I actually like to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, so you get to meet that up front, but you might not get to meet my more playful side up front where, you know, I'm laughing, I'm comical. I'm like one of the most funniest men on the planet, like for real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like up there with Dave Chappelle, <laughs> Look, Eddie Murphy, Martin. That like, boy he's, no, on display. That I'm, boy he's on good. display. I'm serious. He's like, he like, no, this is like, see y'all playing, I'm getting serious. <laughs> he got all the suspenders and everything. I'm the funniest actor. <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. No, for real though, but... It's like anybody you meet, it's layers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. can never meet all my layers at once. That'd be too like, much you for might you in the first place. Right. Yeah. Like, there's so many layers. There's things that I like to do you might not even meet yet. We got to go into different journeys and explore. Right? So, like, I think that a person only gets to meet that layer of you yeah. and, and or for that context. Right? Like, mm-hmm. this side of myself is the self that I need to be in this moment. This is the yeah. best part of myself. How I show. act with the senior citizens ain't going to be how I act with the elementary school. Yeah. I'll be kind of lax nowadays. I'll be so lax that I don't really feel like I'll be switching it up too much. But yeah. I don't know if that's good, though, because it's like I was talking with the brother, uh, what's his name, Michael Roberts. And I just realized, like, in my conversation... I don't really have much of like a baseline to switch over to a more where I feel like it would be more professional yeah. versus just more. Yeah, me. I don't got a professional. It's just, I used to have professional. Right now, you're going to get some get up. Like, this really what you go yeah, get all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I just have different degrees of intellect that I go into. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, yeah. for me, like, whoever I'm around, they bring out that intellectual side. Like, you could be the smartest man in the world, that he going to make me bring out like that side, though, so I can go back and forth. I'm around people that's funny. That's my funny side being brought out, mm-hmm. right? So, like, for me, it's just, it's, it's, I'm the same person with different degrees of intellect that gets, that gets brought out at mm-hmm. different times. Yeah, people like, always like, saw me posting in the community, so every time they see me, they be like, like, pop. Yeah. And I be like, bro, what's up, <laughs> man? I, I really ain't all, I mean, I am, but. Do you want my real answer on my podcast answer? Come on, bro. Don't, don't, don't black power me when you see me, bro. Just well, say what's up. Also, it's like, being, like, growing up. <laughs> you really a black power you, man. That's the, that's the whole thing about being pro-black. It's like, bro, being pro-black is just the normal to me. Yeah, it's not it's, like some extra, like, thing you got to mm. put on. Yeah. Oh, I got to sip tea this way, or I got to mm. walk this way. It's like, bro, it's just, I grew up in a black Muslim household. That's literally all I've known my whole life. I don't know. Like the other side is what I had to learn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the nigga side, that's what I had to learn more. Right? So like you got people that's pro-black and people that's pro-nigga. And people will make people will make fun of you for being pro-black, but being pro-nigga is normal. Right? Being anti-black is normal. So like that whole pro-black thing is like, bro, pro-black just means it's saying I'm for black people. Yeah, like, I, aren't I, you? I, this is a question mm. I got for both of y'all. Do you think consciousness has been gentrified? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Man, the word in woke what, in don't what mean ways, woke no more. In what way has his consciousness been gentrified? Like, and how does it affect the people that are still truth tellers? So first of all, let's, let's just deal with the word woke now. Yeah. The word woke uh, that some whole other, has been man. changed to mean yeah. many different things. Mm-hmm. It's been politicized in a manner to where... You know, now woke is kind of like the opposite. Woke mm-hmm. used to mean like yeah. you are aware of... Woke mean of, you got an agenda now. Yeah. yeah uh, you part of this agenda. Yeah. Woke was you aware of the system, the system's mm-hmm. agendas, the machine, the matrix, right? And you're fully conscious of it, right? Like, so now your eyes can see. Your third eye is open. Like, you understand. You're not one of the sheep that sleep. You, you the Neo that took the pill that's awakened to what the true reality of the world is. 
right? Mm -hmm. But now, like, woke has been uh, gentrified in a manner where when uh, political people use it, the left wing, right wing, all yeah. of this crap, they be like, yo, this is now, uh, they can say, like, LGBT is now, mm -hmm. like, woke, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's not what woke was. Like, yeah, you no. <laughs> growing yeah. up was like, Woke was pro-black. Like, like woke you, was you, consciousness. You hear you know somebody talk about the consciousness, you like, damn, they might know something. That was woke. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he yeah. understands now what's going it, on. Yeah, people can literally go on any station and talk about one subject. It could be LGBT. It could be mm. women's rights. It could be racial injustices. But it's not like they like ubiquitous where they know a little bit about a lot. They're going to know a lot about this one situation, right, one right. scenario, and then they become the expert and they become the face of woke. Right. Man, and I don't that's like fake. that. And that's then crazy also, to me. woke can be used, woke can mean nigga too when they yeah. talk about black people, right? They could they could say it could be that's a damn insult. Somebody be like, oh, he woke, he's woke. It's all you know, he, he go with the woke. And then women be dis women use they use hotep now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, yeah. Somebody they, they love they using hotep. You. Yeah, it's disrespect. That's why yeah, I check anybody that yeah. like come on, check out, yeah. check out, right? Because <laughs> because you calling me hotep, I could call you a hoe, right? I just take off the tip. You know what I'm saying? But it's like if you go, but no, what I mean is if Hotel you go, use, nigga is a genre. Don't don't yeah. don't describe me <laughs> yeah. by anything but respectful terms and words mm -hmm. of the highest level of endearment. Don't even play like that because if I play like calling you something disrespectful, it's gonna be an issue. Right. So I, I you do. don't get to and you don't get to play with me like and that. You don't need to speak those vibrations out anyway. Yeah. You know yeah. that shit. That's, that's but hotel is not even real. a negative word. That yeah. shit has they been made it. Yeah, changed over to mean a negative connotation. That's another one yeah. of my rules though. Like I say, uh, don't talk about people that ain't in the room with me is say what you mean and mean what you say yeah i don't want to talk to you if you ain't because i take what people say fuck i'm gonna be accountable to whatever yeah. you say i'm gonna be like oh i'm gonna take it into account i'm gonna think it's serious so if you just say anything i can't listen to you no yeah. more because you're willing to say anything and then i can't have conversations with you because now you'll just say something and i think you're serious so i think that's yeah. how other people feel and i'm like nah yeah. you just throw it off i can't listen to you because you say anything yeah yeah but the world is fake, man. Right. People don't really know what they think because when I have conversations with people, I see their minds being changed and they don't even yeah. know how to defend the what they thought they believed yeah. because they realize, damn, I didn't believe yeah. it. But, but social media got them like that. Right? True perspective. <clears throat> it's, so, it's so much content on social media, different perspectives that you, once you see this perspective, you see the next and now you don't want to think for yourself now. You just, you, you just nodding your head. And agreements or everything, That's even funny. if the shit bullshit, you know. People don't know what they believe. And people don't even people fact don't know check what they no want more. anymore. All right. So my my last thing I want to talk about is uh, I just said solution based mind. So yeah. uh, solution based thinking. I, I personally feel like I have a solution to what Black America needs. I've seen like ten different people write books about solutions for Black America. Uh, See, they got to act, they got to have um, their voice and shit again. <laughs> you just put on your, your uh, proper voice and but shit. But that ain't my proper voice. I'm still just talking. I just ain't talking like this. I'm just talking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm fast talking. Like, I got 10 solutions that I'm going <laughs> to Come on, man. I ain't sound like Earth. I Come sound on, like man. I got a solution. It's the words that I'm using. I say I got a solution to Black America. I really would have. If I would have said, I know what niggas should do, you'd have been like, OK, that yeah, was yeah. it. No, I got yeah. a solution to Black like, America. I, 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 I ain't <laughs> sounding normal to me. Yeah, <laughs> I know what niggas should do. I'm just calling it out, bro. Yeah, but that's all. Right. Nah, now, I listen to I, a lot of future. You yeah. I listen to a damn future. I do. I do. That's all he listened to. All day. Yeah, that's all night. Artist? 
He wake up listening um, to Future. My favorite artist. Why you laughing, man? What, what you got going on? Nah, you gotta say Future. I was going, nah, I'm, I'm a real one. You hear me? My favorite Kirk, artist. You gonna say Kurt Flame. No. You gonna say yourself. It's, it's, it's Ampu and Jack Hiller Classic, man. Y'all been tapping to this new nah, pastor. Sorry, so business, man. They quit playing, man. Straight up. Real talk. They probably the hardest. They need to go check them out for real. But. <laughs> What are solutions that exist that you feel like it's a problem in the world? And it's a, it, it, you there's a solution. It, there's a problem in the world, and you know a solution to it. What's a problem that you see that we face that has a solution that you know? Um, homelessness. What's the solution? Creating a dial where people. Um... <laughs> Decentralized, come on, come on, get break it down. Look at you, dude. Don't be a geek. I ain't got nothing. No, I'm not because he over here laughing. I'm serious, right? Homelessness, I'm listening. All right, homelessness, right? How can we end it? We can end it, right? First of all, we can end this, right? Because you know, a dial is, you know, we can get people to put money into pool of money, a pool of money. You know that. For the cause, and we can vote on what we want this organization to do for this. And for the example, I went to Miami. Was that Miami? And we met with the um, governor or something, or the mayor. Uh, the mayor. The mayor, mm-hmm. right? And that's what they're doing in Miami. Mm-hmm. They're trying to start a dial to deplete. Are supposed to be saying that out loud? No, nah, yeah. I mean, I'm it was broadcasting. But the whole thing is they're going to have people investing in this dial, which will get homeless people off the street. Put them in a facility, clean them up, and teach them a new skill set so they can go get a job. And I think if we can do it in one city, that solution, can, that, that template can be passed to the next 40 Yeah, I mean, states, it's 330 you know? million Americans. Uh, 10% tough. of them can put up a dollar and build yeah. probably 50. And for people who don't know what a dollar is, <laughs> so, I want you to We can do, do it with a dollar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real. Yeah. Nah, tell them what's the dollar. Nah, I want them to go do the homework <laughs> because sometimes, you know, we're going to give a lot of value out on, our, on this show, but sometimes you can't, you got to get them something they to go do on their own or they ain't going to go, go it's do no fact check. You know, D-A-O. real talk. But you don't even got to be a dollar. It could just be uh, yeah. any, just like how they play the lotto and people go put dollars up for the lotto. But you, but you said give me one solution. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Keith, what's something that's... A oh, problem yeah, that has yeah. a solution that you know the answer to. I like, you know how they was... Uh... Um, food deserts. Okay, what's the solution? So food deserts is when you don't have, you know, in proximity access to nutrient available foods, right? So if you take all the zip codes and you put pins on there on the map where you can see the distance, right? The goal is the distance. So if you can cut the distance in half, right? If you can cut it down, you know, uh, uh, um, all the way then it's no longer a food desert. So that means that, let's say, you know, so he talked about DAOs, and that could be done crowdfunding, can be done in many different ways. Mm-hmm. But let's say that if you take that, those zip codes, first you need to identify how much would it cost to put food bodegas in those areas, right? Now those food bodegas can be sourced by locally grown farms, right? Those farms can be owned by those neighborhoods, right? Whether it's, you know, cucumbers and potato, uh, tomatoes and oranges, whatever the hell it is, or it can just be a network of farmers connected with each other, right? And so these bodegas can be everywhere. Currently, there is a um, food desert. So you can get rid of the groceries, not the grocery stores, but the liquor stores, right? And then you can replace those with food bodegas where there's fruits and vegetables there. Can right. they still have liquor for the people that want to drink? 
I mean, I, I don't think that they, if they go do it, they should be in like Kroger's. They should be in like mm -hmm. grocery stores. They should not be liquor stores, right? Because people go spend their money on what's there in that neighborhood. Like growing up, I remember in St. Louis, like we got to go miles to the grocery store, but the liquor store right there, yeah. right? And so in 10 churches. that's a food desert. We don't have yeah. access to nutrient available food. We can go to, you know, the Jack in the Box. We can go to the McDonald's, the White Castles, but... There's no grocery store just right there close. So now in order for me to go actually go get me some fruits and vegetables, I got to go walk miles. So what the person going to do, they go get what's closest to them and they go spend in proximity. Mm -hmm. So instead of there was a full bodega, <clears throat> I'm going to now buy what's uh, 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 right there into my access. Right. So I believe that one of those solutions of ending food deserts is literally creating fruit bodegas and food bodegas in all of the areas around the U.S. that currently have food deserts and decreasing that proximity to where a person has to go to in order to go get them an orange or apple or some fruits and vegetables versus them go get a, a, a dry piece of chicken and some Cheetos. Mm. Oh, that's the benefit of consciousness being mobile because mm. now you can get on the internet saying shit like that and people be like, Hey, we can do that. Now, somebody watch this might go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because what if yeah. you got a, so you can create an app, right? And now we got AI, so the AI can source it already. Like, you create an app, that app automatically draw up, and then the plan will be like, all right, here's 100% where these this is food desert. Now, how do we decrease it? So this food desert is worse than some places, so this food desert is five miles wide versus this one is one mile. So if we put, um, if we strategically put, a food bodega right here, then guess what? Now we just cut that down by half the distance, right? Mm -hmm. But now maybe that's still too far, right? So you got single mothers, maybe not have a car, they gotta go take a trip to go get some food, right? Catch the bus or Uber there, all of those extra costs. So they're gonna get what's more convenient to them, whatever is closer. So instead you try to figure out the same way we have liquor stores that's feeding the Yemen society, Korean, the Arabs, Right, all these people that's in the neighborhoods, we just replace those, and you create, you know, uh, incentives mm. in those neighborhoods, whether it's by the city or whether it's by, you know, the people of that neighborhood. That if if these stores have fruits, vegetables, nutrient things, maybe they get a different type of tax incentive, mm -hmm. right? Like you can easily create programs that incentivize people for better behavior, but they don't do that. So that's why people don't change their behavior because capitalism is about reward and behavior mm. based on profit. Hey, I got to say this, that we did a documentary style film in 2016. If you go down my Instagram, you'll see like all the little clips, but I don't even <clears> know where to film at. But the product of that was Soul Food Weekend. So that was how we tried to. I was there. Food. Day you know one. Mm. Yeah. All right. And, and we did it. that in Atlanta yeah. when, during the George Floyd thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We worked with the local farms. We were delivering the groceries yeah. to people doors, yeah. right? And these people looked mm -hmm. like they were starving and it was the walking dead, man. Yeah. First time Shoot. they probably had We did that in Miami, too. We passed out fruit to the oh, homies. Yeah, I remember. We and then check out India. this. So we established, well, I, I established like eight different community gardens. This was crazy to me. Some, some of the community gardens had food that they couldn't give away because they didn't have nobody to come pick it up. So we literally had to start going and passing it out. Like, look, bro, it's a community garden on your street. Yeah. And you saying you don't have groceries. Take it. Same you know thing with like, like this is this, yeah. this I just wanna bring this up as well. Like with cryptocurrency, right? Because cryptocurrency was always supposed to be a tool that we can <clears throat> utilize because we are the underbanked, mm -hmm. right? We don't control the banking system, centralized finance. 
Nah, so, that's what I feel like I got a solution for. That was supposed to be a way where we can create our own currency and circulate that currency, and that can represent the circulation of literally the black dollar set up in a particular type of way. But everybody right? wants to run it up. But that's the thing. It's like same thing with NFTs. Everybody going for the market. Nobody's talking about creating projects that they can actually utilize the technology for the most efficient and effective mm-hmm. ways. So it's like you got these things that can be utilized in savorous ways where like we can solve most of our problems. But instead, we only doing it for profit and capitalism. And then when the capitalists, they businesses fail, they scams fail. Now everybody's done with the technology. But that's the very technology that people been asking about, yo, how we go solve this problem. And so people be mad at NFTs and crypto and blockchain. Web3 is like, bro. Y'all been talking about artists getting robbed in the industry for years. Web3 come along mm. and, and now nobody's going to jump on it learn and make a platform it. out of it. <laughs> but I, crypto, uh, creating crypto is just crowdfunding. It's just decentralized. So it's like mm. and it's now nobody know what's going on. Now nobody know that we're doing this. Because when you crowdfund, you know it's watched by the government. Yeah. Crypto is just freedom. Right. Nobody looking at it like, all right, well, let's mm. use this to do this. They looking at it like, oh, how can we invest in something that's going to make money? Rather than how can we create something that's going to make a difference. I mean, look at Vitalik Buren, the founder of Ethereum, created, you know, this very, he created Ethereum, right? And Mm -hmm. Ethereum is is, is very intricate. Now, he created that, and that's, you know, a a goddamn billion, multi-billion dollar asset, right? Uh, Next to Bitcoin. But, and a lot of people are going to say, well, just use Bitcoin. And Bitcoin can be used, right? Bitcoin is currently at the time of this video mm-hmm. around 21,000, 20, 21,000, mm-hmm. right? So, but he created it not right. to be a coin, to be uh, something that a, a yeah. host of marketplaces. And it's been yeah, working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, this is, this is our issue. Like, we, you know, we go to school, we go to university, we go to <clears> all <throat> these different places, and, and, and we still don't look at those things as a marvel of the world. Mm-hmm. Ethereum is a marvel of the world, mm-hmm. Bitcoin is a marvel of the world. Yeah. Right, these new technologies, AI is a marvel of the world. Right, like now those poorest people, those people that said that they didn't have power, it, they this now is the have opportunity that, to right? put the power in. We hands, complain right? about media. We got YouTube now. Right, like what's the what's like? Of course now there's nothing that they you can't access it. in the palm of your hand. They control a lot of that, and they can censor and ban it. But we can still have been able to utilize it to get a lot of ideas out. Yeah. Yeah. right. Communication is completely different now. But what they show us is what's possible. So it's like. Yeah, we can be a people that complain about getting our just due from another people, but they like, bro, y'all keep saying y'all the greatest inventors, right? Y'all keep saying y'all gods. Y'all keep saying y'all this, but then y'all blaming us for not goddamn propping y'all up like gods. If you really are the great inventors and producers (laughs) and and, that you say you are, why don't you just do what we did rather than complain about what we did? Now, of course, they get funds. They get venture capital, and we get like less than 1.3% of that. I, so it ain't the same opportunities. But I admire what white still exist. I admire how they came and took over a country and mm-hmm. ruled the world based on using those people and their energy source. That's I, I wouldn't say it's a good thing, not for us, but for them it was a great thing. Mm. So now I think we need to just figure out how we can use our own energy source to power ourselves. We still mm. got the, the the work ethic. We still got the genius. We still got the the manpower. That's more mm. or less about. Now we need the willpower. <laughs> yeah, I got it already. You hear all these people, yeah. man. That's why consciousness has been justified because it's a new cool thing. Somebody could make a post tomorrow, just saying the right thing or yelling at the police, and they go get all the views in the world. Somebody can make a, but they're not gonna have a, a detailed post. plan. Yeah, right. And that's the problem. 
And they're mm-hmm. not going to get with people that got a detailed plan because people come in going to be like, I'll give you a million dollars. Come here, come mm. walk, come work, uh, present my brand. And be like, okay. Right. <laughs> then they're like, well. Don't got also, nothing else to do with it. Also, you can't say this no more and that no more. So yeah. now that yeah, that, yeah. that voice ain't even that voice yeah, no more. Oh, and also, we ain't got to tell you, but you know you can't associate with these kind of people because yeah, yeah, yeah. this oh, is what they yeah. are. Yeah. Or, hey, hey, you go take a picture with kids. Hey, oh, hey, hey, man. you doing a little too much, you know. Or, 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 you, <laughs> or, or you can't even tell your peers congratulations on their show without another peer feeling some type of way. Why you ain't congratulate me? Man? Yeah. I, come on now, yeah. brother. Yeah. But do you think, I don't think that's in the way. I think that's just a new obstacle. Yeah, man, I don't think none of those things are in the way. I think it's about what we built. From here on out, it's all about what we built. It ain't about us complaining about what somebody else built and how they use it. Whether it's, like I said, whether it's AI, whether it's, it's, it's how we use our money. We talk about going to one That's point the main thing. trillion dollars. How we use the money, it. right? You know what People saying? wondering yeah. what 1.5 trillion is supposed to look matter. like. It's like that looked like a bunch it. of black wealthy families. <laughs> to me, real, yeah. man. man. Say, I remember. I um, mean, we got Kenan, a lot of money, but Kenan, don't know how to use what's it. What's Kenan Beasley? He told me the realest shit one time. He said, "Man, a lot of these rappers, you see them in the club, or now they they doing they flexing their jewelry, they clothes, they lifestyle." He said, "The real flex is." How big is your payroll? How many families you feed? How many lives you changing? You know? Yeah, because that's much harder. That's the flex. Hey, yeah, man, your goal should in, be to employ. In, yeah. power num- in the book Power Numbers, Dr. Claude Anderson, he gave a mathematical description of how in 2016, we could have used our spending power to make damn near all black families have at least access to a million dollars within two years. That mm. shit is crazy. That we Nobody looked at it and, well, I can't say nobody looked at it because I tried to do something, but... That we haven't done it by now. If it could have been done in two years, mm-hmm. that most black families could have access to a million dollars. That's not everybody having a million dollars. That's us having access to a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Mm-hmm. That's with one third of our spending power. But that's the whole mm-hmm. idea of division. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole idea of everybody thinking they something different, right? Coming up out of the 20s and the 30s, whether it's pan-Africanism, consciousness, the Muslims, the Christian organizations, all these different things... People start to take up different flags, mm-hmm. right? Then you got the people that the Booker T. Washingtons versus the Thurgood Marshalls mm-hmm. versus the, right? All but of these look. different, these years. But these flags, the same thing happened in Africa. When you gave all those people different flags, they seen themselves as different, right? You had Eritreans going at the Ethiopians. They were the same people separated by just a small amount of distance. All yeah. of a sudden, they're different, right? So it's like... Us and you got Bloods versus Crips, different flags. That's all it was. Yeah, that's Same what I'm about exact to say. People. Even with intersectionality, it's always can be or it's going to be tribalism. But I don't think that's what stopped us because remember in 1952, they came out with the How to Sell a Negro. They were saying that it was billions of dollars being circulated with black people amongst themselves. It just was no record to say this right. person had this much money. Yeah, per- but so, see, large tribalism, yeah. like our tribes would be too small. Yeah. Like, like the Jewish community are a great example of a tribalism, right? There's different Hasidic yeah. yeah. Jews, Ashkenazi Jews, right? Zionist Jews, but their tribes are much larger, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, black and they they have cultural values connected to that on how they operate. So. They go circulate. Yeah. Their, their, their school They'll buses circulate have something their even language. if it's a lie. Yeah. They'll believe in something even if it's a lie so that they can continue their legacy. Mm. And, but see, that's connected to like a religious ideology. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, the only, like, so you had like the NAACP. You had Nation of Islam. Nation of Islam had an economic blueprint. During the time of Abu Elijah Muhammad, yeah, there was a fact. lot of economics. Fact. 
But what happened was during the time of Minister Farrakhan, he had a lot of that government pushback. So when Muammar Gaddafi wanted to give him that billion dollars, and it was like, it won't happen, yeah. right? Anytime even, there was any money yeah, coming man. through, people connected <clears throat> to the money will get in trouble. Yeah. So if, if you know, I remember what was that situation where Muammar Gaddafi somehow got some money to Minister Farrakhan, and they was giving money to another brother, and he got in trouble for getting money, and they started yeah. to talk and attack him, yeah. right? Saying that he was getting money from, right, uh, uh, Muammar and... So it's like during that time, they, they made sure that the money that would have been funneled through that organization to fund it, politically, they stopped it. they like, no, we can't have this. We can't have a well-funded organization <clears throat> and they have a plan. We're not allowing that to happen. So that was the, the program. That, but yeah. even before that, that economic blueprint from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad yeah. was that $7 a week. And that $7 a week will change the damn game. It, to this day. No, we gonna change. You gotta get more than five cents a day now. I need a quarter. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. We need a quarter a day. Yeah. But I'm saying, when you when you times that by forty five plus million black people, a quarter of a day, we yeah. winning. If it's forty five million black people, all we gotta do is get a million of them to do that twenty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. A million people doing twenty dollars a month. We got a whole new type of union because then you can do you can heal food deserts. You can stop poverty. You can hand out money. You can start businesses. You can. Invest. You can do everything that you need to do with an yeah. extra twenty million dollars a month. That's not a debt. It's right. just a whatever we want to do, go do it. We could lose this shit all, and then come right back tomorrow. But see, that's the I now. See, what you just explained is what they have in venture capitals, right? Yeah. So this is this is another thing that we don't. I think we don't talk about enough, and we don't fight for is that there's trillions of dollars, billions of infinite amount of money really circulate. That only less than 1.3% go to black people, women, and other communities, yeah. right? That other 99% is going to white men. How do you create a nation inside of a nation without turning people off? Well, for my idea would be this. Number one, like what does America need right now? So let me give you a solution for the United States They need of an America. organization for America. Let me tell you. Hmm. The United See, States of America. this conversation good. I just want to listen. Hold on, hold on. The United States of America needs something very key right now, right? And this is the idea of like we are Americans, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and, and once you understand that most of the organizations, because, you know, like Unobliged Muhammad and them wasn't picking up arms to try to destroy mm-hmm. America, uh, no, Ali wasn't trying to do that. They were trying to work within the confines to get people up. Mm-hmm. And they believed that this would actually help America. Mm-hmm. These movements today, America is losing influence, right? Mm-hmm. America's influence ain't as powerful as it used to be. The Americanized Western way is not, no longer sought after. Yeah, yeah. only right? thing that's, that's America's power is the army. All right, but then occupation. Yeah. They losing, like, America ain't been, America is a war machine. Mm-hmm. With America not having physical occupation, because that's another way that they maintain status as the most powerful nation in the world is through occupation in other places or influence, right? So America now has a war with China. America has a war with, of course, Russia and all these different places, but these are artificial intelligence wars, tech wars, right? Influence wars, Mm. right? All these countries are vying to say that now they want to figure out how do we take Mm. the top influencers, bring it to our country so that people come over here. That's why why they want to ban TikTok because... America's power is black people's culture. But that's what They're I'm about to selling get to. that shit. That's, that's, that's the whole primary point. Like, So I'm working with the Brothers at Oasis. They currently mm-hmm. have the only active Class A regulated fund for real mm-hmm. estate investment, right? And we was thinking about, say, like, what's the best way to really promote this, right? 
you promote a win-win. So you familiar with game theory, right? So if you promoting the win-win and you're phasing it in a different way, like this is the best way to help America mm -hmm. is to help black people in America. Mm. Now, when you look at it, like the I think it was Ray Dalio that was giving that breakdown that what America's biggest issue right now is the you know when it comes to uh, uh, the social classes and like racism and things of that nature. America is being destroyed from the inside, not the outside, mm -hmm. right? The people at the bottom. The same people that built this country are actually getting it worse and worse and worse every single year. Black men have the worst statistics at any other point in time, and America's at its worst at any other point in time. So that's the people you completely taking out the job pool, you completely taking out the idea pool that's creating for you, people that would fight for you, right? People that will really uh, uh, serve as influence. Even rappers are losing influence. Afrobeats is becoming more popular. All these other genres are becoming more popular. Masculinity is weighing away. America was known as a masculine country, the cowboy, mm -hmm. right? And which started from the black man, right? The black mm -hmm. men were the original cowboys. So that whole thing is you got the people at the bottom. What happens if black men and women actually really flourished in this country, right? Our influence is already powerful as hell. But not only that, we start to be a part of that Silicon Valley money starts to really flood into the, the ideas. Like you got brothers like Idris, Right. Imagine, you know, he got fully funded for his project. But imagine there's another 10,000. You understand me uh, out there that have tech ideas. They're all. They have yeah, you know, biomedical yeah, ideas, yeah, yeah. but we don't get funded. Yeah. So what America really needs to do is to really divert those funds. And I'm talking about tactically and strategically that black Americans, their uprising saves America. They become the number one superpower again if black people are empowered. Right. right. And so the fact that we're not in power, we're not empowered is the reason that America is becoming depowered. Because who do they owe the most? They are losing because of the karmic background that they have with black America. Yeah. Right. And you cannot create a great company until they erase that karmic debt. But if you put it on America, that makes it seem like black people have no uh, self-governing power. Now, now, so this is the key. America has to yeah. get out the way. Yeah, right, but because like, black people try to self-govern right. and have been murdered, we, we have never, yeah, and, yeah. and that's the whole thing. Because yeah. black, we never had a problem with being great. We never had a problem with innovating, creating movements, doing brilliant things. They've always been sabotaged. I, you just remind me of the first comment I ever Exploded. got on a, on a, a video. I was saying if six hundred people put up twenty dollars a month, they do twenty. First comment I ever got from a white person, I was like, dang, people really think like I said, six hundred niggas can never work together. That's with the whole ER, thing. right? <laughs> And, and so look at that. Like some of their biggest fears right now is not even black unity, yeah. right? They they fear their own. Like there's there's so many. They fear China more than black people right now, right? Because that's their greatest threat. We're not their threat. We have a self perpetuating system that's just working yeah. within a cycle at this point, right? Yeah, it's, it, yeah they it, feel it, like they got us nothing. already. Oh, we got them good. We trained them to, right. kill, when they say to kill each other and to work for us. That's what they feel like. When they got they kill each other. They work for us in the best of them. Come work with this we is pay the best that. way to save yeah. America. And I mean, not the old America, not that make America great again crap. I'm talking yeah. about make a new America, America that actually represents those who are really from America, right? Because right. somebody talked about that the other day. I seen a brother, he was posting, and he said, Black people got to stop saying the word black. I'm like, no, I don't think that that's a solution. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah. I heard that. Right. Right? I heard all of that out, and I understand all of that stuff. 
And, and what he was saying that based on the fact that you're more than just black. Well, he was saying that people shouldn't say I'm just black, right? And I agree with that. Never put just in front of it. We most extraordinary special people. The key idea in that was that being a American in America, because even if, let's say, your heritage only goes back 500 years, that's enough to tie you to a land. That's enough generations to say that my people are here, mm -hmm. right? Most Africans don't know where their family was 500 years ago. They can't really tell you, right, that lineage. We can actually say, right, my family history goes back 500 years. Some go back further that are Native Americans, right? Because everybody did not come over from Africa. So, but what I'm saying is, is that this country, this land, this is ours. Right. So when, and I think that we've never had the opportunity to really seize it in that way to kind of look at it and be like, damn, I'm always searching for where I'm from and never looking at where I'm at, right? And making a connection like, damn, if my, if I look around and you say that my grandparents, forefathers built the, the uh, White House, mm -hmm. that's ours, right? Another man may be taking it over, he got the deed to it, but like, we built that. Like, if we look around and say that we literally built America, then how somebody from another land can tell us not to take pride, you understand me, and where we from, the only thing is we have to take pride into owning America mm -hmm. and being part of, yeah. and, and not having it as only a reflection of white America, but a reflection of true Americans, which are, I believe, melanated people mm -hmm. that's always been here. Because right. when you go back to melan you go back to the history of America, it was melanated people when the white man in the picture. Yeah, man, you know yeah. they uh, Christopher Columbus ain't even hit this shit. The only thing he seen was people from Florida and said, "Who they look like Africans?" Uh, <laughs> Indians. He's saying, "Who's gonna get more?" He said, "Indians." He thought he was an Indian. Boy got lost. Boy ain't know where he was at. Yeah, no, that's but he hit uh, to this day, Puerto Rico. He hit Puerto Rico and just seen the Taínos. Yeah, yeah, but but the good thing about it all, you know, in America. In, in today's time is that we got different projects Technology. of black men and black women coming together, trying to shift the whole culture. You know, we, I, 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 that's the good but thing I about mean, it all. I, my, my problem is that it could happen in a day. And it's been yeah. taking, they've been saying the same shit since the 30s. Right. But this can literally happen in a day today because we it's got... A, it's some progress going yeah. on, though. No, it's progress for sure. For it's, sure. It's, for uh, sure. it's deep progress. Yeah. Yeah. I think but, the world is better than... Yeah. The world is better right now than any other time in history. But we, we, we got, we focus on all the things that we don't like about the world. Like right. black Americans are the greatest social changers in the world. So I, I think, love it here. Yeah. We, <laughs> I we, love it here. But see, we <laughs> always making things better. So we blessed. always fighting yeah. for things to become better. So we never satisfied. You can say, well, hey, black people good in this. They be like, that ain't what we talking about. We talking about this. We ain't cleaned right. up the whole house yet. You talking about the living room clean. Mm -hmm. That ain't what we talking about. Bathroom got issues. Plumbing got issues. Mm -hmm. We barely got clean water. The goddamn air, the oxygen, and the food ain't getting delivered. No, we still got issues in our house. So black people is basically saying... You can talk to me about all the progress in the world, but until the whole house is clean, we yeah, ain't made it, no progress. If it ain't right, it ain't right. Shit, yeah. none of us free until we all free. Yeah. And on Amen, that note, my brother. Yeah, and on that note, <laughs> yeah, we're going to end, you know what I'm saying, this episode of the Man to Man podcast. You know, I'm, I'm actually glad that we had this conversation and whatnot because this is the first episode where we actually had brought somebody else to that, you know. Yeah, we had a lot of bullshit. And it's dope. You know, we supposed to be. 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 We suppos
Like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. Hey, fuck with the kid too. Peace man. and blessings, man. Make oh sure yeah, tell them where they can find me. Yeah, Mr. where Pop they can find me. Yeah, man. P O P underscore D A O B Y, man. Fuck with the kid, man. I'm, you gotta run it back one more time, yeah. man. I, they just put it on the screen. Look, look, just put it on the screen. Oh, that's right. Like Technology. I remember, we used to say Instagram don't pay us. Instagram pay us now, so I can give it a yeah. shout out. But it's popped up on Instagram, but just fine, yeah. man. My face look, it's memorable, man. I, I, you know, yeah. a lot of people are memorable. I'm remarkable. <laughs> hey, I like that. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. A lot of people memorable. I'm remarkable. Yeah, it's different over here. Yeah, tap in, join the BWO, man. Come yeah, get this facts. conversation. For sure. That's it. How are we doing? It's a wrap. Welcome to the Man to Man podcast where we talk like God. Man to man. The block represents the blockchain. It's new technology that allows us to create a completely new world, to upend the existing systems and create our own structures. Our parents didn't have that opportunity. Our grandparents didn't have that opportunity. No other generation had that opportunity since the Constitution was created, since the banking system was created, since the education and the media systems was created. But our generation have that opportunity that if we learn and we educate ourselves, we can create the world that best fits us in our image, to where you can take the bottom and you can rise them to the top. Then the world is a representation of your knowledge, your ideas, the things that you know, those concepts, that define your belief system, how you see, perceive, live, sense, and feel about the world. And order is the first law of the universe because nothing can be done without order. We want to help you get the knowledge, get the technology, and get the community within your life so that you can have a foundation to be able to build on so that your family has a last name that is worth something. I'm 19 Keys. Make sure y'all tap in to the block world order.